Welcome to the War and Beast podcast, the podcast that when it's put in its room, it doesn't punch a hole through the door. I'm Greg. I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. I'm Kendall. And this week we are reviewing reviewing season two, uh, episode twenty-two. Just a quick correction: uh, it is season two, episode twelve, not twenty-two. There were not twenty-two episodes in season two. I was sick. Wait, uh, the you mean we're we're actually two. doing we're actually doing a Beast Wars episode? Yes, we're actually doing a Beast Wars episode. Oh my episode. god. <laughs> Fortunately we, we I had some real life stuff. I had the fourth Michael I I would I just watched the fourth Michael Bay movie for this. What happened? <laughs> What's sad is that I did actually watch the fourth Michael Bay movie too. <laughs> I not did for this, but I did. <laughs> I mean I did I did it a long time ago, but not <laughs> Yes, it seems like forever ago. Um, unfortunately, I had some real life stuff, and yeah, and then we wanted to do the bonus episode, and so things wound up happening the way that they did. Yeah, we're not we're not even recording on our normal day because Greg was sick, and it was like, no, we can't like, do it without Greg. This is the season finale. Yeah, as I as do. everybody can probably tell, I'm sounding a bit under the weather. I'm doing better you sound, than I was. You sound pretty good, Greg. Greg oh, is yeah. Batman. Yeah. yeah. I'm Batman. I'm the first person who ever made that joke. <laughs> Greg didn't make it like five times in a slacker. I mean, uh, actually, was it on Facebook messaging? Yeah, but he made it like five times. <laughs> uh, no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I'm the only person who's ever made a "you have a cold, you sound like Batman" joke. I'm, oh, my mistake. I don't, You're right, Kent. Yeah, so I mean, like, if you check the tapes. Yeah. So you you Take said that. Level. Well, see, I was going to say you sounded like Philip Phantom or Favthem, but I don't think anyone would get that right away. <laughs> I don't get it ever. <laughs> it's a thrilling adventure hour joke. Okay. <laughs> but yes, we managed to watch a Beast Wars episode because God, you we got to get saying with title actually, but oh. it's the agenda season two yeah. part. Yeah. Whatever. Twelve. Yeah. Season yeah. two. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes. Um, God, and I keep forgetting what episode. I keep meaning to to mention what episode we are actually on on this podcast now. I want to say that we're like this is episode thirty nine. Yes, it's thirty nine. So, yeah, yeah. Not counting bonus episodes, this is episode thirty nine of the War and Beast podcast. So we're almost to fifty. Yay! I'm pretty sure we're also the only podcast in the history of podcasts that forgot what episode number they were on. Probably, <laughs> very possibly. But yes, interesting episode. And as far as I, as, as I recall, Jordan, you said that this was like your favorite episode up to this point, correct? Yes, this is like one of my top favorite episodes. One of the episodes that I always will remember. And if you get me talking long enough about Beast Wars, I would bring up at some point. <laughs> I can understand why. <laughs> it's a good episode. It's a very. Plus it's got your favorite boy in it. Yeah, there's a lot of great Silver Bolt and even some great Silver Bolt Black Arachnia moments. They just they're the like the parts that I always always remember when I think about those characters. This is I mean this this seems like a it's a very plotty episode, like a very yeah. uh mythology episode. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's a lot of great character moments in it, though, too. Like, like you mentioned yeah. Black Racking and Silverbolt. Like, that's super great. And, like, Cheetor being, like, you know, the naive youth thing. Like, I don't know. It's cool stuff. And, like, it's a very important episode for Inferno. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Which, I will, I'm going to say this. I didn't notice that until the third time that I watched it. So. <laughs> <laughs> this this show does not do character death well. <laughs> I think this was one of the better ones, actually, but we'll see. Except for that in in any other episode, if the exact same thing happened to Inferno, he wouldn't really be dead. I yes. don't know. That close to Energon. Yeah. I don't know. I mean I mean, well, not maybe not exact exact and the way that it, but like it wasn't I mean, yes, I hate- like I said, it was not clear to me until I saw it the third time. That he incinerated. Yeah, and don't think I don't notice yes. you and your hmm and you're like fucking <laughs> foreshadowing that something's happening with Inferno. Don't spoil stuff for us, God. I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything. I'm, yeah. I'm getting over the flu, so I'm just uh-huh, talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. That's all. I, I, I I'm pleading the fifth. I know there are people that listen to this episode but without watching this show. They listen to our episodes without watching the show, but I don't. I don't understand. I'm, I don't Ooh. mean I don't mean that, Ken. Though I mean like we he's like, oh, Inferno's dead, and they're going, hmm, yeah, sure, uh huh. So obviously he isn't, but it seems like he Spoilers. was. Spoilers. <laughs> Shut up. Wait, he isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up we on might... it, but you didn't. I guess. <laughs> See, yeah. See? See, to be honest, I would... when I now I am the one who spoils. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean. That's whatever. I mean, but that's. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's it, the it problem with this season is you can't tell if a character died or not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I doubt he's going to come back like as we know him. Based, we'll see though. I guess I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah, like, like, I, I don't. I don't, I don't remember season three at all, <laughs> except for like one part, which I won't talk about because that's a huge spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. When, when no, we get no more to spoilers. It, talk about it. Release the the exact scene. Yes. Kendall, uh, did we have anything on IMDb this week? Yeah, uh, there was some stuff, but I can't find my cursor. Here it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, IMDb. You know, for being Batman with all that prep time, Kendall. But no, you're Batman. I'm not Batman. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh you the joke is that you are Batman. Batman because you have a sore throat. Uh. It's I know it's a I know it's a really original joke that no one has made before, <laughs> but but I just, I just, you know, it, that's what it is. Um, I will Weird. say, I will say, the last piece of trivia is dumb. Um, yeah. But I'm gonna read the other ones because I haven't read them yet. Uh, when Ravage transforms into a tape, he makes the iconic transformation sound from the Transformers 1984. The series creators wanted him to play the theme track of the Transformers, but due to copyright issues, were unable to acquire the tune. I have oh, opinions that about awesome. that. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know my opinions about him transforming into a tape when it comes to that. Um, <laughs> Optimus Primal yes. has a tiny trophy of a gorilla, his alternate mode, on his desk. Um, the producers tried to get too. Frank Welker to reprise his role as the original Megatron, but Welker was unavailable. Instead, Megatron was voice, voiced by Gary Chalk, who's voiced yeah. the hero, heroic leader Optimus throughout his huh. career. Uh, this would make an interesting parallel. Transformers Animated 2007's Optimus Prime was voiced by David Kay, who was the voice of the villainous leader Megatron throughout his career. Uh, <laughs> Silverbolt points to the star Venus and tells Black Arachnia it reminds him of her. This is a reference to 
Venus Terzo, the who voiced Black Arachnia in the series. <laughs> Terzo was reportedly flattered by such a complimentary tribute. And this is the Aww. dumb, I don't know why they wrote this here. Um, under the spoilers, the trivia below may give away important plot points. In Japan, this episode was called Suki Desu, or I Do Love You. And, okay, th- this is the dumb part. This strange title may refer to Ravage maintaining devoted loyalty towards Megatron long after oh the Great God. War and thus what? deciding to go along with the Predacons. No, that's not what that title yeah. means. Like the what? Des- the Desu <laughs> is, is uh, Silverbolt's verbal tick. Yeah. Like, you know how all the characters have verbal ticks in the Japanese dub. And that's like the overpolite in Desu that uh, is what. Silverbolt does all the time in the Japanese dub. Ignoring that, yeah. there's there's a there's an explicit romance in this episode. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Some people on the Some internet. Some people were overthinking. <laughs> That's almost as yes. bad as if as if I just as if I just read off of IMDb instead of researching actual trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, uh, yeah, so that's all we got there. Uh, and I've got opinions about the tape transformation. Uh, go go ahead and uh, uh, go ahead with the TF Wiki stuff, Jordan. All right, so as I was mentioning earlier, uh, there's only one mention of an animation or technical error, which is that after Silverbolt punches through the door, uh, the outward curling edges of the jagged hole clip through the door frame as it retracts into the wall. Oh my god, I never noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there are there are there are a couple of continuity errors, again, which I think is them. It, this one, they're just kind of like talking and f- trying to figure out. It's like Megatron is allowed to uh, wear his tail cannon while in prison. Huh. And then in parentheses, he's like, yes, he's in manacles, but it still seems an unnecessary risk, especially as he wasn't wearing it when he was captured. That means at some point after having the, uh, the energy <laughs> manacles thrown on him, he was released, given his cannon, and then chained up again. Just oh my God. don't let him have it. That's like the that's like the the Han Solo uh, that he doesn't have binders on when he gets released from Jabba's palace. <laughs> yeah. So so Jabba, uh, that's like the first continuity error I ever read on the internet. So it's got a special place in my heart. Uh, I did think that was weird that his he was holding his tail cannon in the yeah. thing. Like I mean, there's 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 an in story reason why they needed it, but it still is a little weird. I'm not, I wasn't even thinking about it because it's like, oh, it's a part of his body. It's not. It's not a part of his yeah. body. I mean, it technically is, but it's also not. So even even <laughs> even when it was in the first season, it still wasn't. So yeah, <laughs> uh, Tarantulas heads the uh, recovery mission for Megatron's Energon Sash. Yet it has been established that his news base is loaded with stable Energon. Why don't he and Ravage simply use that to power the stealth cruiser? Tarantula said in a tangle web that there was enough Energon in his lair to sustain a frugal Predacon for quite some time, which might not amount enough to, enough to repower the, the cruiser. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, that. Well, like I said, like a lot of the continuities are basically just pointing out a small thing and then possibly an answer for it, which mm-hmm. I guess is kind of a little neat thing that they're just trying to cannon it or head cannon it at the same time. Yeah. Along those same lines, it's odds how Ravage, one of Generation 1 Megatron's closest confidants and most loyal allies, didn't know of the secret message his leader put on the Golden Disk. Clearly, Megatron doesn't have the same trust in his allies as they do in him. But, well, no, because it was a secret. Mm. Yeah, that's the... <laughs> I mean... I know. 
I mean, yeah, like that's how like these kinds of stories work. It's always that yeah, it is a, it's a secret message, so they don't tell everyone in their entire army. Yeah, I mean, come on, Ravage was a cassette tape. He can't have been that important. <laughs> he really right. wasn't. I mean, he was just like one of Soundwave's lackeys. Like maybe Soundwave. I don't. He he's the one guy I could see Megatron telling, but he probably yeah. didn't tell anybody. Is Soundwave even that important? Sound- oh, Soundwave's like his right hand man. Yeah, like he, he, he might not say or do man. like he, he might not he doesn't say a lot because he's rather uh, soft spoken or anything. But I think it's been it's been hinted at as a communication officer. Like that's basically his main role is that he kind of just it's one of those things where like he doesn't talk because he listens to everything, so he knows a lot. Mm. Yeah, and knows how to use that information. Okay, and that's kind and of he's all, very loyal that, to Megatron. Like, yeah, that's he's kind one, of he's not like one of the. Decepticons were trying to betray him all the time. He's like he's not he's not like Inferno or Scorpionog, but he is loyal. Like Yeah. And that's like one of the kind of like uh recurring things that they seem to always portray with Soundwave in in a lot of the various like, you know, shows and stuff like that. That even if he doesn't talk, he is kind of like smarter than you think. Um Prime did a Transformers Prime did a really good job with that too. Like he didn't yeah. really talk at all and Yeah. You know, um, something else that comes to mind, though, with this discussion of how you know none of the pre- none of the other Decepticons knew about the disc, how the question that I have in my mind then is how did Megatron find out about the disc? That's a good question, and it's actually I think pointed out in trivia or continuity errors. Mm. Well, or I mean, wait, we don't know. Yeah, in trivia. Well, that I feel like okay, so. I feel like this episode, one of the things that this episode does is it does too much explaining. That's something that I don't need to know the answer to. Like, obviously, Megatron has some connection to the previous Megatron. And, and he found out that, yeah, and he found out that they're the thing. Like, like, I don't, I don't think that's, uh, I really, I really don't think that that's a, a stretch that he had some sort of, he got some sort of information from something like we don't need to know that i guess that's, that's yeah, true true um there's one continuity note about how silverbolt recalls he was he is very brief stint as a predicon in the coming of the fusar two-parter mm-hmm. then there's quite a few transformer references uh when as we as we said when megatron shows the recording uh remains of the golden disc we see a portion of recording left by his namesake and as uh, uh kendall pointed out uh, Gary Chalk does a passable Welker. Mm-hmm. Uh, when and it, like you said, when you know Ravage transforms, they use the original sound effect for from the original series. And they also meant and again they also mentioned that they were planning on using the cartoon's theme song, uh, but due to the uh, what was it the the copyright uh, constraints, that plan was dropped and they used that generic like jazz guitar riff instead. <laughs> Um, then there's some real-world references where Rattrap refers to Trouble with a capital B, a paraphrased line from The Music Man. Uh, Silver, <laughs> Silverbolt makes a howling noise to simulate a siren and asks Blackner to pull this vehicle over. <laughs> yeah. uh, when Waspmaner is smashed to pieces by the Stasis Pod ship, a toilet is seen falling down, down among the wreckage. Oh, I'm going to have to find that and make that the screen capture for this episode. 
Uh, after the crash with Phosphomitter, when Black Arachne is saved by Silverbolt, he either breaks the fourth wall or genre save Savi when he call- tells her that he's a heroic character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Silverbolt's words about kiss me or kill me may be a reference to Ash Williams, you know, from the Evil Dead series. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it says Ravages uses Dr. Evil's raised pinky jester on Megatron. <laughs> I forget that. I forgot that. Uh, so here in the trivia, it mentions a little bit about the, the Golden Disc, where Me- Megatron's history has some rather glaring errors, both in real life and in G1 continuity. Megatron describes the Voyager probe as having been launched from Earth just as the secret war between the Autobots and Decepticons began. The Voyager probes were launched in 1977, seven years before the Ark was disturbed and its passengers awakened. Though it does accurately depict it uh, as having passed Saturn by the time the original Megatron gets to it. The war had also been going long before then, though one could assume that he is referring to the conflict on Earth. Black Arachnia makes the, the same error in the following episode. His description of it as a secret war is also wrong. The Autobots and Decepticons were anything but covert in their interactions with humans. Yeah. Well, maybe the secret war lasted from <laughs> 77 to 84. Also, wasn't the Golden Disc... Was the Golden Disc on the Voyager or the Voyager 2? I thought it was on the Voyager. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was on the I Voyager. I thought they just said Voyager in the, in yeah. the episode. Well, they said... Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, but the, the, I'm talking the about one. the actual one that was actually sent into actual space. Oh. Do, 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 I have no idea the, then. <laughs> I mean, I, I may be totally making Voyager. that up. I just remember most things that are relevant were related to Voyager 2. But that might have just been because that's when it was in the 90s. Well, there was... was there was was two. Voyager 2 in Star Trek the Motion Picture, or was it the original Voyager? Right. Yeah, that's. I was thinking that, too. Oh, well, <laughs> Voyager 2 was launched in 77 anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so finally one wonders why the original Megatron would think a primitive human probe would ever be considered so valuable that the Decepticons slash Predacons to come would seek it out, especially since he obviously never told, some, not, told them of its significance. Mm. Voyager 2 was launched before Voyager 1. Uh. 16 days before. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as, as Kendall pointed out, and I was also mentioning, the tiny trophy, there's that tiny trophy of a gorilla on Optimus Primal's desk, but apparently it gets broken during his Scalding Silver Silverbolt. Aww. Yeah. Um, oh, no. Yep. And then there's the bit about uh, trying to get Frank Welker, but it says time to kind constraints and. And uh, funding, actually, like budget, was also right. a concern. Um, or it says financial and scheduling conflicts. Uh, and then the final one is that this is the closest Silverbolt ever comes to directly taking down Waspinator in the entire series. Like, Silver was the backseat driver hero. So apparently he never, ever takes down uh, Waspinator in any of their fights. Oh. I, didn't, uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, they, I didn't either. They both <laughs> had really, wasn't really a fight, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Both, but you, you know what I mean. Like he, he never yeah, yeah. apparently takes him out. Both Voyager space probes had discs, so maybe that's why there's <laughs> okay. two discs. Yeah. Well, wait. One was on Earth. Yeah. In yeah. I mean, yeah, era. it was on Earth eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and with transwarp drives, you never know. Especially Vox uh, transwarp drives. They're even vo- they're even more transwarpy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah, time and space is just play things to them. Yeah. So, do we have any other trivia there, Jordan? 
nope, that's that's all of it. Okay. Well, with that being said, I suppose we should dive into this episode. Uh, opening, we get a flashback to the previous episode, of course. It goes through what had ha- what happened. It was actually kind of long this time. I was okay. a bit surprised. So here's, here's my comment about the flashback. You guys remember how last episode I was confused about, like, I didn't think that ball was actually Cybertron? Well, this is why. Yeah. Because apparently the Predacon or the Predacon satellite thing is five times the size of the entire Cybertron planet. <laughs> that's that's a good point. Because <laughs> they established this is what a satellite like, looks like, and this is what Cy- <laughs> and I guess this is what Cybertron looks like. Like the only the only thing I could think of is that it that uh the satellite was very far out and that the the shockwave was constantly expanding. It was constantly expanding until the point that it will eventually take over the entire universe. All yes. of destroying all thus destroying all of time and space. Yes. And that well, is well, why he's rippling through time and space. And well yeah, but eventually it'll take up more space and time more time more space in time and more space in space. Thus mm. destroy all of time and space. And that is why um, there was never a sequel series to Beast Machines. <laughs> It finally reached that point. Yes, the entire universe was destroyed by the transwarp explosion. <laughs> what a way Jakes. to go! Because <laughs> I'm yes. not wrong, right? There's not, there haven't been any uh, canonical things that happened after after Beast Machines in the timeline, right? No, nope, nope. After Beast Machines, that was the end of that timeline. Aside from like Elseworlds stuff, yeah, like comics. Yeah. Like maybe comics, but that's about it. But I would I would bet that if there were comics, I'll bet there weren't any post Beast Machines comics. Like I no. think it was mainly post Beast Wars. I don't Yeah. I don't think there was a whole lot post right. Beast Machines. Now I could be wrong about that. Well the um, show they were gonna make after Beast Machines didn't get like, made into a comic or something? I don't remember. I don't or think. at least they took they took elements from it into a comic. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying, or, and even, and even, and even if it was, even if there was a sequel series, well then after that, the the universe was destroyed. (laughs) Canon. It's canon. We'll see how Beast Machines ends and we'll, we'll talk about it then again there. (laughs) (laughs) But like, seriously, but like, that's, I mean, you can understand why I wouldn't, why on first viewing, you wouldn't think that that's the planet if you're not paying very much attention. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It does seem kind of small. The scale, the scale does seem really off. That's yeah, it's fine. <laughs> okay, I just oh, yes. I, I needed that was no, one no of, one ever like, told you you were wrong. Like <laughs> but, I mean, we told you like you were factually wrong, but we weren't like, oh, Kendall, you're silly for thinking that. No, yeah, no, but, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I still right. felt like I still <laughs> felt like I should I should be able to tell the difference between a satellite and a and a planet. I think. It, I mean, it's just because it's just we're we're like. We're really familiar yeah. with Cybertron. And I mean, they so did. They do Cybertron, say that yeah. it's. They do say that it's Cybertron, but mm. it's still like it doesn't. If you're not, if you're only half paying attention to the exposition, I get it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, I just I want to make sure the listeners understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I I promise there's only like there's only like a half dozen things that I have to say about this episode anyway. So I'll let okay. you guys move forward. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So our our opening scene, we get uh, a bit of a panning shot. We've got uh, Ravage's ship sort of parked alongside the Axelon. We then cut in, and uh, we've got Optimus seems to be uh, sort of looking out at the ship from his room. 
Is this his room or his office? I think it's his this office is, because yeah. you don't see the first of all, you don't see that plant. Yeah. <laughs> or that weird bed with the spe- weird speakers. Yeah. It could I think, be like oh. me where my room is my office. Yeah, I was I was I think it's probably it was Airazor's office, but now that she's not using it, he converted it or his her room now he converted it into his office. It's like it's like when my now that my sister doesn't live with my parents anymore, my dad converted her room into like his office. Yeah. Yeah. It's still kind of sad though. Yeah. But yeah. So we we get um a bit of a a beep and uh, Optimus says enter and we get Silverbolt uh, entering into the office he says you wanted to see me and uh, we get a bit of a discussion where Optimus is not overly pleased with Silverbolt and says whatever he's like I don't know how long this has been going on but it stops right now and it's, I couldn't tell if Silverbolt was playing dumb or he just really wasn't following but Optimus basically says, I'm talking about you and a certain female Predacon. And then, you know, Silverbolt sort of realizes, and then Optimus is like, or am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong, and I'll apologize right now. <laughs> I really like Gary Chalk in this scene. He yeah. has a really yeah. good reading of yeah. these lines. I really yeah. like it. It really, really does like have this the, feel the of, apologizing. like, a, they summoned him like, to yeah, HR. <laughs> I mean, like, he, he's... <laughs> I mean, like... He, he, he throws, like, well, that's just Prime in there. But it sounds yeah. so natural, and, like, it, and, like it makes sense to the scene when like someone else could have just been like, make that sound so cheesy and it's just so yeah. good. <laughs> I really did like when he says, tell me I'm wrong and I'll apologize right now. Like that, that really like part of do. it was, was like, you know, he, he's trying to give him men out. He really wants he, him to say, no, there's nothing going on. No, he doesn't. He's being and, a passive aggressive asshole. Well, no, I think, <laughs> I think deep down, he's really hoping that what, he saw happen during the attack was an isolated sort of thing. But I think he also is being a pragmatist and realizing, no, that's not the case, but I, maybe there's a small sliver. And so I'm really hoping that maybe he'll say yes, that I, that I'm mistaken, I, but I think it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think basically they don't like outright say that he shouldn't be like, uh, you know, seeing her or anything. It's just that at the moment they're yeah, in a they- war. It's like it's yeah. it's more of just like you oh know, yeah they're not like she's a predicon so she's not dateable they're yeah like, or she we're yeah, yeah I, I what you're saying the, the it's, it's not a racial options. thing is what you're saying no yeah. well I think it is a racial thing but <laughs> I mean yeah it could I mean like you can take it either way I guess like it's yeah or it's, at least a, at very least it's a racial thing for Silverbolt because he just keeps <laughs> hitting it back he's like no no really she yeah. has some her her parents were white. I know that she's oh really tired. Stop. Stop. No, 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 not going like, there. Okay, no. listen. Okay. Um, but yeah, just that one one part where, um, geez, what was I going to say? Where he goes like, where Optimus is like, she's a maximal to the core. And he's like, I was once. Or she's a predicon to the core. And he's like, I was once. And it's like, no, you weren't, Silver Bolt. You were yeah, like, like, you didn't know so, so is, <laughs> ju- But just, just. Can you guys clarify something for me? Okay, so I watched this episode, like, I think 35 times because we kept postponing <laughs> this recording. Um, I feel like Silverbolt keeps going back to that, I was once a Predacon. I was once a Predacon, if you remember he, that. He's, yeah. He said this more than just once, right? Yeah. He said it well, twice now in the episodes because yeah. he was talking about, like, I think he was talking about Transmutate. What about yeah, it too? like yes. he... 
he wants to see the good in everyone, and he do, and he doesn't want people to think just because they're on the Predacon side uh, that they're bad people. Yeah. Is basic. Like I think that's just, and that's why he kind of just brings it up anytime. It's like, yeah, see, like you know, people change. I guess is 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 his thing, mm-hmm. or can change. Yeah, but the thing like, too that I don't think is is realized or hasn't been explained to Silverbolt when Silverbolt was on the Predacons, he wasn't like his activation code was changed, but his personality like was not changed. Like he had already been. They had already scanned, and he had already been created, and so they they couldn't change his programming after that. Like it, it, it just wasn't possible given the circumstances. So he was sort of tricked into being a Predacon with Black yeah, Arachnia, Exactly. Yeah. She like, tricked like, for like a hot minute too. Yeah. Like it wasn't very long. <laughs> yeah. Black Arachnia was literally programmed to be a Predacon. Like it, it's it's a part of her. Like it, it's not the sort of thing that she had a choice in and like before she came out of that pod, they made sure that she was going to be a Predacon. So the, I, that's I right. Don't Being think that's... a Predacon is not a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not really like, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know if race is really applicable to this situation. Cause I mean, they can switch sides. Left and right. It's more like, yeah, I don't know. It's more like a, a political stance more than anything. It's more yes. of ideals. Yeah, or, or um, and and, and stuff yeah, like that. which which uh, you know, which is why uh, Silverbolt is adamant that he can get her to change to to come around to their side. Yeah. So so Jordan, can you make that point again? Because no, you made you made the point and completely cut out. Oh, so I completely I missed that whole point, and then you said, and oh, that's why Silverbolt is trying to get her over to his side. Yeah, but it's Kendall that's recording, so Kendall's got to be able to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying like just uh, you know, it's more of a f- philosophy and 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 ideals which can be changed or 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 uh, updated, and so that's why Silverbolt, you know, says that he can bring her around, he can change her mind, and have you know, like maybe have her join their side. Yeah. Ex- except the problem is that he only says that because she has maximal blood. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little weird. It's it's it's, it's like it's, it's a, a mix weird. between like race and yeah, also it's, not. There, there it's, is, yeah, it's weird that, that 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 is kind of like thrown in there. I guess we're applying human things to these robots. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's and I think that's that's where where we're, the, that's what's causing the weird incongruency. Emily, Emily, yeah. she has robot boobs. We're allowed to apply human th- human rules. <laughs> <laughs> she's got robot spider legs too i mean like i i get and, it and kendall you, i mean you are right that there is like a weird kind of like predicon prejudice a little bit because uh at one point like you know optimus does say that he's that she's obviously using him mm-hmm. yeah and he doesn't believe that like he says like he doesn't believe that and it's it's true it's like uh you know like i i think like all of them are kind of like hope like have like the the sliver of hope that yeah she's not using him that like who know about this but they also know she's still a predicon and so they still have that prejudice so you know like some of the things you were saying were right yeah I, yeah right. I, I'm, I'm right. I mean like i, I, I think they completely i agree i think i am right of, of uh <laughs> i think they completely disapprove of, of this black racking i think i don't think the i don't really see the hope that you see jordan but like fair enough um but yeah uh 
Well, I think it's the more of it's just that they want to trust. They want uh, want to trust. Uh, they want to trust Silverbolt. Yeah, Silverbolt. Like he's they, like he's like you're noble, and that's your strength, but also your weakness. Because I think he's like easily manipulated. And I mean, like maybe he. he I mean, like, I don't know because Black Rackney has been like she's used him, but she also like I don't know. I feel like she's not. Yeah. I don't know. She, she's she's not being that bad at Silverbolt. So she's tell, she's letting Silverbolt know like up front that she's a bad girl, as we as we'll see later. Nope. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, Silverbolt. Silverbolt and knows I, that that he can change her. <laughs> he just has to work on it. <laughs> her podcast is going to take off any day now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh boy, this is a story hit close to home. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, do you want to continue to summary, Greg? Or? Yeah. <laughs> um, so eventually, by the end of this conversation, Optimus has confined Silverbolt to quarters and says that he's going to send Cheetor out to to bring in the Spider Woman. Uh, I'd like how Silverbolt uh, offers that asks to go instead because he's worried that Black Arachnia has no ties to Cheetor and would just take him out with no qualms while yeah. she would do, yeah. do the same to him. Yeah. Which I mean, he's not wrong, um, yeah. but I do. But he fails his persuasion check, and uh, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good speech. Yeah. And Optimus doesn't. He just puts. Yeah, he can, that's just where he can find in the quarters because he keeps like pushing back. He wasn't going to do that before. It's it's like the scene in it's like the scene in uh, Re- Revenge of the Sith when uh, Anakin's like, "I'll I'll go with you to capture pa- Palpatine," and then and then the Mason's like, "If what you say is true, you will have earned my trust." I don't trust you right now. And then that makes him turn to the dark side. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> at, at the end of, so we get Silverbolt skulking off and then we do transition to the, uh, the uh, Predacon ship, not the dark side, rather Ravages ship. And the funny thing, so we've got Megatron who is, you know, tied up by the this sort of laser hoop, I guess, around him, and he's in a cell. Yeah, and one of the first things that he says is, "So the Tripreticus Council still smooches the skid plates of the Maximal Elders." This is a good sentence. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good burn on the on the uh, the council. Uh, and he's like, is it any wonder I rebelled? Uh, Ravages then like the Predacons will have their moment, but you, he's like, I serve the original Megatron. You have his name, but not his army. I knew Megatron. Megatron was a friend of mine. You, sir, I know Megatron Kennedy. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I, I would not be surprised if they pulled this from, from that line there. Um, we, we come to find out. Because uh, Ravage is like, aren't you a little bit curious as to how I managed you to get past your defenses? <laughs> He's like, yes, that was a bit uh, interesting. Convenient? Yeah. It, mind you, we do have a, a, a mention of uh, how the ship apparently its energon was depleted by the battle. So it can't return to Cybertron yet. And Megatron sort of alludes to he's got an energon store somewhere, but he won't tell him. <laughs> and then, uh, as it's found out, Apparently, Tarantulas is a secret lieutenant. Yeah, that's that's uh, kind of a crazy review. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he, but it's, it's sorry. No, go ahead. 
I was going to say, but it's not super... But even though Megatron acts surprised by this, yeah. I don't think it was super surprising to him. I think it was, yeah, I love, I love his line. Where he's like, <laughs> oh no, a mole within my organization? I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I... Um, uh, I, I, I praised uh, Gary Chalk earlier, but David Kay here as Megatron in this episode is like, maybe it's I haven't seen it in a while, so it's like fresh for me, but like, he fucking did a really good job in this episode of yeah. Megatron's like, like some of the, his line reads and his voice just sounds so cool. Like, I, like maybe he doesn't say yes as much, so it comes, comes across as less like a, um, cheesy and just more like an actual like imposing like uh, force. It, oh. it, it's just it's just a really he does a really good job this episode i say i must vehemently disagree because it took me until just now to realize that he was being sarcastic okay well <laughs> it took me i immediately realized it so I, I don't know like it's just i can't yeah well you're better at this game than me i guess because <laughs> like i legitimately i mean i don't know i don't know if i was like well, see, it, because i, I half watched actually, it three times instead of all the way watched it once but like I I legitimately thought he was, but still, it should have been any character. The mall should have been any character except for Tarantulas. Should have no, been really. That. It should have been Waspinator because Tarantulas <laughs> is pretty obvious as a mole. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. And he's also like specifically separated himself from Megatron. So yeah. for the last for the last year of the war, like for the for the whole season, he wouldn't have very much extra much intel yeah. because he's specifically his own faction. Yeah. So, yeah. Like he, because he becomes independent, it's, it's, he doesn't make for a very good mole. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, really the only, the only mole that would make sense, uh, would be, would be Waspinator or yeah. if they hadn't killed off Scorponok, Scorponok would yeah. have been even better as a mole. That could have been quite surprising. Yeah, that that would have been a great, been. great twist. That would, that would have been yeah. a good twist. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, he yeah, he, him him betraying uh, Megatron isn't isn't too surprising because, like you said, like yeah, yeah. Um, but let's let's yeah. Move, it just it on, seems I like guess. he's a bad mole. If his job is to <laughs> infiltrate the organization, oh, yeah, totally. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, I guess I guess if I guess if he figured after the first year they were never going to actually have contact with Predacons again, that would maybe make sense. But yeah, then. Uh, well, it may well have been that he thought that they weren't going to have any contact with the Predacons yeah. again. Yeah, I mean, that's. I guess that makes sense. It just, yeah, it left me a little. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, maybe he like realized that like he's got to take down Megatron now. That's why he went like separate. Mm-hmm. But like, still. Yeah. Okay, so that's like three things that I've mentioned. Um. So, uh, I think there's three. So more you got things three left. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> that happens, yeah. I can only think of one more right now, so I've got two just in case. When he says, and I never suspected, he looks right at the camera. Like, I mean, like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> well, uh, it I'm could sorry you missed that, but like. It could also be a testament to, uh, to his, to how well he did do the thing that he made it subtle enough that it was hard to tell with sarcasm. That's true. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I, will, yeah. I, will, I will point out that, yes, when I, when I, when I, Heard him say that. I did think a little bit of sarcasm, like he was being a little bit sarcastic, but the tone he did it wasn't overly sarcastic. No, it's yeah. true. Like, it, there was, there is, like the, I honestly think he said it in such a great way that there is a hint of doubt. Like mm-hmm. you could see that he was being 
like sarcastic. Okay, or... he, he doesn't he doesn't want Ravager to know he's yes. not sarcastic. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. that's that's the key. Yeah, well, there's two things about it. Well, one, uh, one on the one hand, yeah, he doesn't want Ravager to know he's being sarcastic, and then on the on the on the other side of it is even even if he was even if he was didn't know about it, he would have reacted exactly the same way. Like he wouldn't that, be like very blast. Point. I yeah. uh, is my most trusted ally. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not that kind of villain. He's kind of a ah yeah. uh, yes. I see. I see that you have a gun pointed at me, and I have no way of escape. That's hmm. why I love him in his episode. Like he's like his 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 speech later when he's like convincing Ravager to let him go, and like all the like he just does such a good job of of like. Like I don't want to say chewing the scenery because that implies like ham acting, but he does it like it's such a good way. Like he owns the scene is what I should say. Like it's yeah. really good. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. The the tail end of, of this scene, we get Ravage saying that he's going to send the Maximals off to the the Energon cache uh, to basically you know steal the Energon for him. We we then cut back to the Axelon and we've got Cheetor walking down a hallway. And we, we, we see Silver. We see Silverbolt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Silverbolt's sort of you know pouting a bit in his room. Cheetor knocks on the door. He's like uh, Silverbolt, and Silverbolt's like yes. And he's like, uh, I kind of wanted to to say I'm sorry about all this, and I promise I'll I'll bring her in with minimal damage. Okay. Good, good boy, Cheetor. Yeah. So uh, Silverbolt's like, oh, that's very considerate. And he's like, and I'm sorry too. And Cheetor's like, sorry for what? And he's like, well, for this. And then he proceeds to punch through the door <laughs> and knock Cheetor back into a wall. <laughs> Which I have to say is like, it was a pretty funny like setup and thing, you know, thing as well. Like, even if you didn't see it coming or you did see it coming, it's still well, mm-hmm. like a well-written gag. Yeah. And then and then they fall it up. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they double down comes, on it. He yeah. comes out and he asks how Cheetor is, and Cheetor's like, "Oh, it's like oh, I'm a little dizzy, but I'll be okay." He's like, "Well, I love then, how I'm, Cheetor I'm doesn't sorry. sound mad about it." I just want to yeah. say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, because because Cheetor Cheetor doesn't like the idea of carrying out this this uh, of going after you know of going after Silverbolt's girlfriend. You know, and right. he can kind well, of understand a little bit of yeah, an yeah. outburst. Like, I think that's. Yeah. I think that's a reasonable response. When every time, usually when I get punched, I deserve it. Yeah, and I like that. I like that okay. he, he like has that response yeah. where he's like, "Well, I mean, I get where you're coming from, Silverbolt." <laughs> <laughs> and, and once again, Silverbolt's like, "Well, then I'm sorry again." Yeah, <laughs> and decks him again. And he goes down the hall. Now, initially, he he lifts his head up and sort of, you know. His jaw sort of goes back and forth a bit, and then he passes out. Now, <laughs> when he first lifted his head, I thought Silverbolt was going to have to punch him again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's just beating up Cheetor like a half an hour, even though he could just yeah. he could have just Hold flew three. away after the first punch. Yeah. And like it doesn't even matter because like that he's un- unconscious because Rat Trap just comes out and sets the alarm off. Like, yeah. <laughs> sucker punching spaniel. Yes. Well, but Rat Trap's the only other. Well, I guess. Optimus, but he'd still have to, he'd still get a little bit of a head start before Optimus. Uh, cause yeah, I mean, Cheetor's the only other flyer. That's probably why the other reason why you would want to take him out. True. Well, that's what I was thinking too, but then Optimus shows up, so it's like, but I guess yeah. maybe he doesn't know that. I don't know. Cheetor, maybe, he just came out of Optimus's office. So maybe Optimus isn't as fast as Cheetor. Possible. Hmm. Well, it's possible. possible. Um, but we, we get Silverbolt making an escape. He literally blows a hole through the wall. 
and and escapes because Ratchop hit an alarm and that yeah. actually the auto guns too. Yeah, uh, yeah the auto guns start shooting at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, especially this, this season be because if you get alarm, shot, you actually so. die. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, I also like how he calls him a sucker punch in Spaniel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is at the end of the scene. We get Optimus and Rattrap both looking out of the hole. I was almost expecting Optimus to say, Oh, so he fell for it, huh? But yeah. no, apparently this wasn't planned. Um, cause Rattrap's like, I used to be young like that. And Optimus <laughs> like pauses for a moment, looks at me. He's like, what? I mean, like, I mean, we got trouble. Oh yeah, trouble with the capital B. I can just imagine Rattrap's one of those who's like, ah, young love. Yeah. <laughs> um. So from here, we we get the scene uh, transition to uh, Optimus and Cheetor. They're soaring through the air. Optimus is asking Cheetor how he is, and Cheetor's like, ah, he's like. I'm more fat-headed than fractured big bot. He's like, I'm a cat. You, I ought to know better than to trust a dog. <laughs> like that one. Um, but then Optimus, you know, makes mention that Silverbolt was trying to act in his best interests, and but then Cheater's like, Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to return the favor. <laughs> um, he said that first punch was okay, but that second one was unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they um, they wind up finding the the cave that Megatron alluded to earlier, and so they go inside and they come upon Energon, but it's raw Energon. It's not Energon cubes like Megatron had said. Uh, upon like Optimus is like, well, you know, weapons online cheater. Because they think that it might be a trap, and lo and behold, sure enough, he knows it it's is. a trap. <laughs> uh, we we then see Inferno uh, basically, you know, going nuts and starts shooting shooting at them. He's like, "By royal command!" And then we we cut to Waspinator, who's buzzing through the air towards a mountain, and we then have Black Arachnia, who is riding in her makeshift pod, pod boat. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a it's, like a, it's like skiff. an air sailboat. It looks so yeah. cool. <laughs> kind of like one of those uh, uh, skiffs from Re- Return of the Jedi. Yeah, just about there. I think. Um, <laughs> we then get the scene that was mentioned earlier with uh, Silverbolt doing his little howl like a siren, telling <laughs> yeah. Black Arachnia to pull over. Man, pull over this vehicle. <laughs> oh, and he says, "Please," at the end. And she's like, "No, get out of here. I'm busy." <laughs> He's like, oh, like, very God well. damn it, not you again. <laughs> and so he he transforms, gets on the boat, and she's like, and you can prepare to be blown away if you don't leave. And they get a bit of a discussion. He wants her to come back with him to the Maximals. Uh, she tells him to get a clue that she's a Predacon, that she's evil, and that she'll shoot him. He's like, well, my heart tells me that you will not. She's like, oh yeah, and then she proceeds to shoot him in the leg. <laughs> I love it's and such I love a the, good scene. Yeah, I love the line <laughs> line readings too, where like she's like, you know, it's like I'm evil, I'll shoot you. Like, and yeah. he's like, no, no, you won't. And then she does, and she's like, and he's like, you shot me. <laughs> it's so good. She's like, no, duh, I'm evil. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like a Monty Python sketch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like 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 his reaction getting shot too. He just kind of goes on a knee, he doesn't like scream out in pain, and he's just like, "What the hell?" 
<laughs> like, it's she's like, like really? It's so well done. I laughed so much the first time I saw this scene. But the thing, <laughs> the thing is, though, he he's like, ah, but he's like, and yet you ensured the wound was not mortal, would not be mortal. <laughs> and he starts going so about on about her, her inner maximal goodness, and she's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> and that's and that's also, the pause. That's where. And this what, is the Kendall? scene where she says, this is the scene where she says, no, duh. Yeah. <laughs> just, just wanted and to. I, li- I like that, though. But yeah, and then this is the, nice. the, the, the kiss me or kill me line where he's like, I know that feeling. You don't know whether to kiss me or, or kill me. Yeah. <sighs> and Which, sure enough, she does. Her reaction. She, she does well, I can do both. I, I love the line she yeah. says before that where it's like, I'm a black widow spider. I can do both. Yeah. No, I'm a black little spider. You idiot! I can do both. Yeah. <laughs> and then she kisses them. Yeah. She's just yeah. nagging him. So, <laughs> of course, while while they're distracted, you know, we we do not promote making out while driving. By the way, on this podcast, uh, because what winds up happening next is while the two of them are smooching, uh, Waspinator has transformed into his robot mode, and he's got some sort of a scanner. Yeah. It, and he mentions that he's reached the coordinates and he's like, but where is, and then just as he's looking, he, he gets smashed and the way he gets smashed. It, did, does anybody remember the crash test dummy toys from like, Oh yeah. Yeah. He just, he just goes uh-huh. into pieces. Yeah. He just <laughs> yeah. like combusts. Like there's no explosion or anything. He just tears apart. Um, it, and so apparently oh, yeah, the there's sh- the toilet. I'm trying to look for this toilet. It's like, oh, there it is. Yeah, like after Black Arachnia starts falling yeah. down with the pieces. Yeah, I saw it. I'll try and do a capture of that later. But uh, yeah, so apparently her ship gets smashed. And sure enough, Silverbolt, being the heroic gentleman that he is, winds <laughs> up saving her. Um, and she's like, oh, after I shot you, you just saved me? <laughs> yeah, and then she's he like, has oh, like, you're saving my life again? Yeah. He's like... It, it is my duty, ma'am, as a maximal and as a heroic character. <laughs> She's and, like, you know, I like I'm big and stupid, but you're really pushing it. And this also kind of, I think, goes back to like how I said that I think sometimes he really plays up the 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 heroic oh, yeah. act. Sometimes yeah. he, he knows what he is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of there's, like- there's a. There's another point where you can just tell that he was just waiting to, to pull out some corny lines. Yeah. It's it's kind of like how when I was in sixth grade, everybody thought of me as like the nerdy kid. And I'd be like, oh, I need to go home and uh, read the dictionary. And they oh. would think that I was that I was actually meaning that. Being serious. And, you know, being serious. <laughs> I read encyclopedias. Like I had a very old set of encyclopedias I used to, to look through. I like W because it had whales. Wait. Fucking nerd. Just kidding. <laughs> I am. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. So uh, from here, we, we cut back to Cheetor and Optimus who are still, they're high, they're, they've taken some cover. We've got Inferno still shooting at them. They try and return fire. And Inferno's and he, being like really crazy this time. Oh, like, yeah. He, yeah like he, before that, we cut it just... Um, Silverbolt and uh, and Black Arachnia. He just said like for the royalty, and then screamed for no yeah. reason. Like, <laughs> and now he's just flipping out, shooting everywhere. And yeah, yeah. And I think I think it's just because like uh, Megatron told him was like guard this place and just keep anyone from doing anything. You know, cause mayhem. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, yes, cause mayhem. I can do that. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, the the one problem that that we have though is since he's not a transmetal and he's in the proximity of some raw energon, his body starts to short out and he experiences an energon surge and winds up falling on his face on the floor. Uh, however, rather than being fully immobilized, uh, we get him like spasming a lot, trying to fight it. And as Optimus and Cheetor approach, he, he um, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. Uh, oh, yes, for the uh, royalty. Yeah, and then he he winds up using a flamethrower on the raw Energon. Yeah, like as as he's as he's saying that, like he points it at them and then quickly switches over to the to the Energon. Like it looks like he's going to try and shoot them when they approach, but yeah. instead he shoots the crystals. And well, then in mani- maniacal laughter, he spectacularly dissolves. <laughs> Yeah, pres- presumed dead. I thought he was dead. <laughs> yeah, like, I, yeah, like when I first saw that, I honestly thought that he was completely blown away. Like, it is a definite dissolve. Yeah, like a pixel, like a pixelated dissolve. Like, it's not <laughs> yeah. like he explodes to pieces. Uh, it's not like he's blown and thrown. It's like you see, you see as the blast hits him, he, he it's a dissolved transition of his yeah. character model. Yeah, and Kendall, you said earlier that like the show doesn't do deaths well, and like as as you're usually right about that. Although, except for like Dinobot, um, but like this one, I felt like if if Inferno was gonna go out, this is how it would happen. <laughs> you know, he oh, would go definitely. crazy and get himself killed while trying to kill somebody else for yeah. the royalty. Like this is yeah. how it would happen. I mean, At least he was given like a cool death if it was like a death. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I don't know. I mean. I, it took the problem is that he's a character that gets blown up all the time. So if he's going to get blown up permanently, you need to have somebody say he got blown. Uh, he has been destroyed or something like that. Like, and, or he killed himself or whatever. Like, like, yeah, I, and I, 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 but I, I personally feel like, that, the, I guess, but I, I personally feel like the dissolve effect and like this being an energon explosion, which is like, They've never been close to Energon explosion, except for it's in the like first episode things. when Megatron, or the second episode when Megatron got exploded they with Energon. But they weren't. They, he wasn't right next to the explosion, just lying yeah, he, there. He like jumped away. There from was a it. yeah. We, there was a scene where we saw him jump away. So like yeah. they tried to explain that he wasn't yeah. right at the blast center. Exactly. I'm, I mean, I. No, there no, have I been Energon explosions there before. Is precedent because there. Remember the episode where the Maximals were blinded. Oh yeah, that's right. Because of the, they were at yeah, the blank of that. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we did survive that one. But I don't know. Yeah. I felt like I felt like this is yeah. like. But again, apparently he's not dead. Also, they bit. all survived <laughs> <the> low road. <laughs> <laughs> that was a no, pretty well, big energon explosion. Is, is a whole is a whole thing on its own. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and you're right. Like it, it, it is kind of very variable. And it's, I guess it's just because, like, you know, who they want to keep around and stuff like that. Like, and maybe at the time when they were writing this episode and they were saying it up, they, because, like, they do this when, uh, for every season finale, they're not sure who they're going to have ke- kept. Uh, That's true, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I f- does he, oh, uh, like, we, we, me and Gray kind of hinted at that, like, you know, oh, yes, he's dead and such. But I, don't remember if is it is it the very next episode that that we find out if he's alive or not, or is it I, I not until recall. after, or it's not until the start of the uh, third season? 
I cannot recall, to be completely honest. I yeah. want to say it might be next episode, but I, I haven't gone that. I haven't watched that ne- yeah, next episode. I mean, yet. I guess if it was, I guess if it was meant to be unclear, then that's then that's yeah. fine. Uh, but it is unclear, and it's unclear because of um, because of lazy writing throughout most of the show. Because we have so many times where where characters get exploded, yeah. and then in the next episode they're fine, and there's no there's no weight to that, or there's no there there aren't uh, uh what do you call it uh, uh stakes. There's no permanency. Yeah, there's no permanency, Stake. and there aren't stakes. And so yeah. if you're trying to and and it's actually like it's actually I mean I some of my favorite episodes are the ones where characters randomly get exploded and then come back in the next scene. Like <laughs> I'm fine with there being no stakes, but if you if there are usually no stakes, you have to give me a reason why there are stakes this time. It's it's the yeah. it's the same issue um with comic books where um you know, I know there's some there's some controversy over the the Secret Empire storyline, but just with uh, avoiding that. But one thing that has happened in the in the comics is they have to go, they have to bend over their backwards to say, "Okay, we tried. He's not a scroll. He's not a life model decoy. He's not a clone. He's not this. He's not this. We're not in an alternate this and this." Uh, they have to like list the characters verbally. Have to list off all the things that he is that is not that are not true. In order for, in order, you know, to, to show that this is actually, no, this is, this time it's important, you know, and they, they did yeah. the same thing when, when, uh, when Peter Parker took, a, or when, uh, Dr. Octopus took over Sp- Peter Parker and they were like, no, seriously, Peter Parker is dead forever and Dr. Octopus is <laughs> in the body. Um, we had, they had like five issues where like Peter almost is there and they're like, but then he extra deleted him from his brain. And yep. so he's really gone forever. There's absolutely no possible way that he's ever going to come back. Like you have to create those. You have to take steps to create those stakes. And that's obviously a lazy way of doing it. But yeah. Um, but it's sort of that's sort of my 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 point is that if you're something has to be different about it. They they need to make it really clear something. You know, Wolverine lost his healing factor, so he's not going to come back from it this time if he gets stabbed. You know, so, so yeah, stuff like that. I get you. Yep. Yeah, you're not Makes wrong. Sense. I will say that there is precedent before mainframe entertainment when in the movie Optimus got shot in the gut and died, and then Ultra Magnus gets blown to pieces and is okay. That <laughs> yeah. it's it's still bad writing though. No, I know. Yeah. I, I was making a joke. Yeah, yeah I mean <laughs> that. Yeah, having having precedent for the rules in the universe is is uh, that's something. And sometimes, and sometimes, honestly, sometimes that does forgive bad writing. I just feel like because permanent character death should be on in uh, whether it's, whether it's, uh, whether it's a show that permanent character death happens rarely or whether it's a show that it happens all the time, you have to make it, if, if, if you have to make it clear that this is, that this time it matters. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. No, I get I get what you're talking about, Kendall. I mean, it, yeah. <clears throat> like no, like I, I said, you, like yeah. if it wasn't for the dissolve, like you would probably you if he just got blown up, you'd probably just not think of anything like anything special about this time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the dissolve does make it kind of like a more like I guess it it, it the dissolve effect that they did with him kind of just makes it more dramatic than an actual like stake or consequence that he might be dead 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so that's more of a visual thing than an actual uh, story thing. I mean, yeah, I guess if 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 the intention is to leave me guessing, then that's a a thing. But it just still – the reason it leaves me guessing is is not a good reason. It's – Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that's that's definitely understandable. Yeah. Yeah. We should expect better of our stories. (laughs) Very true. And I'm serious when I said that. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, they get out of the explosion. They're fine. Um, Optimus and Cheetor, but they're like, yo, Ravage, bad stuff happened. And Ravage <laughs> is like, Megatron! It's like, bad Megatron! Yeah, because we, we transition back to, to Ravage's ship. He's like, ah, so it was a trap. And so he starts talking about uh, setting up these guns, pointing right at Megatron while he's in the cell. <laughs> well, no, 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 you, 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 you so, what, I. Uh, one thing I think I have two things left, right? Well, I don't. Yes. This yeah. is part, actually, part of the last thing. So, but it is okay. it is one of the two things that I wanted to say. So, so this is the other thing that's that's really frustrating about Inferno's death. It did nothing <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. they're fine. Like I wanted to make sure that you said that part of the summary to make sure oh, that I didn't like yeah, that I wasn't forgetting. Didn't. But yeah, like there was no. Uh, he he was not successful. It wasn't like he buried them in rubble or 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 took them out with did him. I, or did anything. I cut out? I did say they were fine. Did you hear that or no? no. You mean when we were before we moved on to Ravage? Well, yeah, because I, I said like, oh, they're fine. They got out of the explosion. And they call Ravage, yeah. and they're like, yo, so yeah, that's that what Kindle? that's what I was waiting for you to say to make sure that I wasn't yeah. wrong. Uh, okay, because, cool. because you know sometimes <laughs> I miss very important scenes, even if I watch the show multiple times. So I didn't want gotcha. to, but like that's that's the that's the other thing about the deaths. Like, he, he, at least they should have been inconvenienced. Yeah. Well, they don't have energy now. Even if it's well, yeah, raw, but they didn't it's have it like, to, in the first place. Well, if it was raw, they yeah. might have a way of like you know refining it. Yeah, there's they might have. Been if they just to. wanted raw energy, they can get that in lots of places. I guess that's well, true. That's yeah. If but I do know that they said that they said that. In their general area, that it has been kind of completely destroyed after that Planet Buster thing. So, like, I mean, if they do have Energon, it might just be that, or if they do know that they can get raw Energon, they probably still have to search for it. Yeah, I mean, but but they haven't figured out a way to. I mean, the raw Energon, they haven't figured out a way to turn it into stable Energon. That's the whole. That's kind of the the whole point of the whole series. Um, but but uh, I mean, still. I, I I understand. I mean, I, the trap was to blow these people up. I think I yeah. think pretty yeah. pretty clearly that was the that was the goal of the trap. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, he, and he failed. True, and, and he um, and he just spectacularly failed and killed himself while doing it. And yeah, it's like I like these season one characters. I like all the season one characters better than all the season two characters. Like they, I have more. I feel like I have more. Like and so they just get. They're just getting picked off one by one, and <laughs> and they're. I mean, aside from Dinobot, who had a pretty good death, um, uh, they're just uh, every every one of them. And uh, I'll say that I like Silverbolt a lot for season two characters. I, I don't mean, think Quick Strike's super good or anything. He's just a guy. But Silverbolt, I, I really like. I like Sil. So. I like Silverbolt. Um, like of the season two characters, he's definitely. And, and I mean, and I mean, uh, Rampage is fine too. But like, oh, yeah, I, just, I just don't have the I just don't have the history with with uh, with any of the season two characters that I do with the with the first one. So so my my emotional connections 
my caring about these the about whether these characters live or die is much higher for the season one characters than the season two characters. Oh and, yeah, definitely. And it, and just at this point, the way they've just like picked them off because the toys are not popular anymore. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, it was the same with welcome the, the welcome the media based off toy lines. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but there's, but I mean, you don't have to do it that way. Like you can, I mean, you can, first of all, you don't have to, kill them that you can write them off the show another way. I mean, I guess in beast wars, you kind of have to kill them and that's probably fine. Uh, but, but like, I mean, and having some of them trans metals and stuff, it's just, I don't know. I, 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 I know that I, okay. I mean, you could, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I'm, well, no, I'm, I'm becoming incoherent. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. You can, you can move um, on. You can move on. I'm, I think I've gotten my point across. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll bring us back just by saying that, like, my theory of Ravage, like, killing everybody and, and not, like, and betraying the Maximals was totally true. Because he, yes. he just said, straight up says it here. Maybe a yeah. says what he's going to do. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to kill everybody, but whatever. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm going to kill you. I just didn't want any witnesses. But but the reason that – oh, this is the other – this is where you were wrong, Greg. So the reason mm-hmm. that he points the guns at Megatron – is that Megatron tells him I've still got part of the golden disc and he can't reach. He goes to reach for it and he can't. He points reach for guns it. at him before that. Though. Yeah, yeah. The Does... original plan is to to keep, to shoot him. Okay. Well. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I'll I'll let you guys go. I I think this is the part of the episode that I only watched twice, so okay. I don't know it as well. <laughs> okay. Instead of the thirty-five times. Yeah. 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 Because because <laughs> Ravage sets up the guns and. Uh, yeah, and like we said, he outright pretty much said that the plan was not to take you back to Cybertron. Yeah. He just didn't want any witnesses. Yeah. So yeah. It, Megatron is essentially, he he says, so don't you want to know why I took the disc in the first place? And Ravage is like, oh, because you wanted the Energon. He's like, yes, and that's what I told the crew in order to, to promise them power. But I knew about this secret message from your predecessor, from my predecessor. And so, um, and of course, Robert says, yeah, well, the disc is destroyed now. So why am I expected to believe you? Um, so Meg- we, we get this sort of standoffish moment where the guns are pointed at Megatron and Ravage is sort of, you know, watching him. He's sort of contemplating. And Megatron's he, like positions like come over here kind of thing. Like, let yeah. me use my hands kind of thing. And then- yeah. And so Ra- Ravage says, uh, arm auto guns, target the prisoner. And so Megatron's like, oh, crap. You almost think that, oh, yeah, he's going to get shot. And, and there's then, no tension here because I'm like, he's obviously just arm- aiming them at him so that if he does anything after the shackles are off, then he'll shoot yeah. him. Like, it's off. Yeah, because – and that's exactly <laughs> what happens. He disarms his shackles and – By the way, what, they disintegrate. Like, yeah. you, you can yeah. still use those. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. What? Like they, why they do just... we, are they nanomachines that just form together? Like, I don't get why yeah. they disintegrate. They just, <laughs> they're just cloaking. And that doesn't make sense either. Like, why would the 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 parts that create the energon wrap hoops just dissolve? I would I was expecting the things to turn off and then fall. It's a feng shui. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, gives That's a sense. A of, it gives a sense of a better open concept to the room. Mike, my, my idea <laughs> is that they got the new dissolve effect and they wanted to use it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> use it. Use it with Inferno. Use it here. Yeah. So <laughs> and they um, use it. That's the whole cloak. That's the whole cloaking thing. Is it? <laughs> it dissolves. Okay. 
<laughs> it's a different effect for that, but yeah. Hmm. Well, it's in the same uh, suite. <laughs> so we we get once his bonds are removed, we see a fragment of the disc pop out from Megatron. Uh, he his uh, tail changes to the player that he used once before, and he he spins the fragment. And we oh, get one him, thing I like how the, the the effect of Megatron like stretching out after him being like confined. Yeah. So I think I didn't get the impression that he was like super trapped, but I guess he couldn't really move around at all. Yeah. Oh. I so Greg, you work with computers for your job, right? Is that how CDs work? If you just have like one, <laughs> one shri- one no. like little little piece of it. Um, oh no! Oh no! no. <laughs> okay, okay. No. Actually, I guess that's a vinyl record. So, well, um, even with a vinyl record, if you tried playing it the way that it that it's shown here, all you'd get is like a, a snippet. Maybe yeah, maybe a second. And it would be uh, very cut up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it would be cut up. You wouldn't enough, get. Then it would get the next yeah. sweep, and then the next sweep. Not, not a very. Yeah, I even as a kid, I thought I was like, why is it one continuous thing? Yeah, but fragment. I mean, like, and when we say fragment, we mean like a, this is a fucking like sliver of this thing. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not like I, half of it or something. Yeah, it would be a little <laughs> different. I think. Yeah, if it was a, if it was a, um, if it was like a hoop, like just a yeah. just one circle. Although, like if it, I don't if know it was how a, that would a circular piece. Like, I don't know how that would work for how it was broken either. But if it was some kind of circular piece, I could see like one conversation being still saved on it. Oh, oh, this is what it should have been. It yeah. should have been that the golden disc itself was like a uh, was like gold, and then like the inside was a different material, and that's where the secret message was. Oh, hmm. yeah, that could have worked. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I guess you, I should be writing. He, he these shows stories. off. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> he, he shows off the uh, the disc, and it's Megatron, not our Megatron, but G one Megatron, uh, talking about how he knows that time travel is going to be a thing in the future. So maybe he fucked up this time, but and then it kind of goes off. Yeah, yeah. So it turns out Megatron is just is just doing Megatron's will. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Um, Megatron, message- Megatron will be Megatron. Um, essentially the, the message states that the, the old Megatron, uh, he says, if you're seeing this, then I failed. Uh, the, I know that there's transwarp technology that's being developed and just as he's, he's like, and so I leave this message to any Decepticon descendants that may find. And then it starts sort of re- repeating itself. Yeah. Um, so it, it wasn't a lot of a message, but it's, it's enough to show, oh, there was a message. Um, so we get Ravage who who sort of pauses for a moment, and then he orders the auto guns offline. He retracts the bars to the cell, <laughs> and then we get Megatron saying, "Now let us talk." It's Ravage who says it actually. I mean, oh, was check. it Ravage? Yeah. Oh shoot! Yeah, it My was bad. Ravage. Okay. It's cool. Yeah. It just makes more. Yeah. It, it makes more sense for Megatron to say because, like, yeah. and this is a weird thing. And Megatron's like looking down, and I'm like, I'm gonna kill you. And Ravage looks really scared. And it's like, well, what? Like, I mean, next scene they're just working together. So I don't know why it's. I didn't. It didn't seem like they. He was Ravage was scared. I mean, he's yeah, mouth's like, all open, agape, and he's like, ah, I don't know. It looks scared to me. <laughs> I, I think he looks shocked. I don't think he looks scared. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, it's a little weird. Um, we we that. From here, though, we cut. To, first, we see Waspinator, who he, he's just a head and a hand, 
Yeah, his head on his hand, scooting along the ground. Scooting along on the ground. And then we we pan over to to Silverbolt. I love his his line, too, where he's like, Waspinator was minding his own business. Yeah. (laughs) It's Um, all stasis pod right up the kazooty. Yeah. (laughs) We we see that Black Arachnia and Silverbolt are are digging, um, but Silverbolt notes, it seems like somebody dug something out or dug a tunnel and then blasted it shut. And I, so I also want to point a little aside, like as they're digging and they're tossing rocks aside, I love how there's like one point where black arachnia tosses a little rock over the side and hits and hits silver bolt. And, yes. and he just, and he just shrugs, like he shrugs it off. Like, did you do that? No, nah, you didn't. Do that. I also just love how silver bolts helping her without like really an explanation yeah. of why he's yeah. doing it. He's just doing it. <laughs> he doesn't know why he's like doing it, but yeah, she's doing it. So I guess I'll help. She, she told him about her plan on their date the other night. <laughs> They went to. What? They went. Yeah, they got dinner well, the other like, night. It sounds, it sounds like she's explaining stuff to him now, though. Well, yeah, I yeah. Mean, I think I, she's repeating he about her plan was that she was she was trying to make a ship. Yeah, yeah. that's all. And she, she made was, that ship, and it got destroyed just a second ago. So <laughs> <laughs> now he has no idea what she's up to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but, I'm not uh, saying he doesn't have no idea what she's up to. I'm uh, saying that she told him already, but he wasn't paying attention. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Men. <laughs> Are you insinuating that maybe she was like, trying to explain the whole plan and he might have been distracted with something, Kendall? Yep. Yep. Okay. Just making sure. I, won't, I have no idea what he could have been distracted by. Wait, no, it's dinner. He went out for steaks. It was a really good yeah. steak. It was like a like a fifteen dollar steak. Yeah. Exactly. And they like <laughs> just they coordinate them and made themselves because there's no restaurants here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, they, that's what the transwarp drive was for. <laughs> okay. Anyway. anyway, yes. So, um, Summerbolt is, is like, well, who would who would do this? Hang on, and, I got one more joke. Why do you okay. think Optimus was so mad? Because because Silverbolt had a transwarp drive that would have taken them back to Cybertron in the present, <laughs> and he just used it to he just used it he to, just used to, to get take her out to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, to get a steak to take her out to dinner. <laughs> he went to he took her to that place that Rap Trap was talking about. Oh, God. Well, I thought he placed to bring a girl. Well, I she know, is a bad girl. She is she is evil. Trans- I was imagining it was a transwarp drive, but it didn't. But it wasn't a uh, space drive. So all they basically did was like stand where a res- like a good steak restaurant was going to be in the future, and then just fr- travel to the future, went to there, and then traveled back. Yeah, well, that's I mean that's the other that's the other possibility. That's actually where I was going with the initial part of the joke, but then I realized uh, other things because I thought of that yeah. restaurant that Rat Trap was talking about, which was a funny <laughs> joke from the other episode. Hmm. But yes, the, um, the waitresses without chest plates. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, um, Black Arachnia, when when Silverbolt sort of alludes to, well, who could have done this? Black Arachnia says, this give you any clue? And she holds up what appears, it looks like an old piece of Megatron, like sort of like a, a, a purplish piece of metal. Yeah, uh, from, the Predacon symbol on it. Yeah. Oh. I guess it could have been from, from Purple Dinosaur Megatron, but yeah. But it could also have just been from something that he used to collapse the tunnel. Yeah, that's certainly true. Um, so she's like, he's like Megatron. She's like, got in one. And then she, you know, says, why don't you get out of here? And she's like, I don't recall inviting you to this anyway. 
He's like, I'm not going to leave without you. She's like, it's dangerous, probably a trap. And he's like, ah, your inner maximal goodness shows concern. She's like, that's it. <laughs> she pulls the gun. <laughs> gun on him again. She's like, vital circuits this time. <laughs> he's like, sorry, sorry, I won't call your bluff. She's like, then you'll leave. He's like, not without you. She's like, ah. So insistent. Yeah. Oh, that's like, that like an old married oh. couple. Yeah. She's like, fine, <laughs> just make yourself useful. And so then she gets him to bol- blow up a boulder. And of I, course, I, he. I love this part too, where she's like, you see that boulder over there? You think you can take it out? And he just like chuckles and. <laughs> Stand back, citizen. And, yeah. Like, I'm telling you, he was waiting <laughs> to say that line. Yeah. And he just like, aren't like, it was like fists. Uh, fists at his hips and, you know, uses his, his wing uh, pinion, like, missiles, shoots him off, and causes this explosion that caused little rocks to rain on him, and he just stands there as they felt him. Yeah. Which, by the way, and he keeps haunting him for a while. Yeah, yeah he, keeps, he keeps holding his pose and displaying that music, and then it just goes yeah. to, like, black rocking <laughs> behind him. It's just like, oh, God, this <laughs> fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, from here, we, we cut back to Optimus and Cheetor, who are flying back to base. Uh, they radio in, and Rashtrap's like, well, we got good news, and we got bad news. And Optimus is like, well, what's the good news? Uh, well, the good news is, we don't have to worry about... Uh, we don't have to kowtow to the stinking Decepticon any longer. And then Optimus is like, and the bad news? And Rashtrap's like, the bad news is, he switched sides! And, and we then, see Ravage's ship like has yeah. flown up behind them. Yeah, and, and Optimus has the yeah, and Optimus and we get has to the Kendall, weirdest uh, face. Yeah, <laughs> so we get to Kendall's last complaint here. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. we we get uh, Ravage who who holds up his fist and is like Decepticons forever, and then transforms into a cassette and flips in the air and lands in a cassette deck. <laughs> Okay, Which, and he like, closes and plays a guitar. I want to yeah. hear Kendall's so, red here. So okay, yeah. so so my wife is half watching this with me, mm-hmm. and she has half watched enough episodes to be able to usually follow what happens. Uh-huh. She looks at that and she's like, "He just turned into a tape." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What the? F- I'm gonna I'm gonna say a profanity here." It's like, "What the fuck?" This is like, why I put the we, the check mark next to explicit on. Yeah, you guys swear, but I'm a professional, <laughs> so I save my <laughs> swears. God damn it! I save my swears for when it's important. Um, <laughs> I'm probably most foul enough to actually. But anyway, anyway, you know, because I know that I know that one day my grandma might listen to this podcast, and uh, you know, don't want her to be offended. So anyway, uh, but like, and like, I understand, I understand that it is a G1 thing, mm-hmm. but the whole reason I liked the last episode is that it referenced G1 overtly without mm-hmm. me feeling like I am totally lost because I haven't seen G1. And, and also I, I assume that there was some reason why they yeah. thought it was a good idea for robots to turn into cassette tapes. But in this context, it's super, super dumb. If it yeah, had to do well, with his really ability to fly the it, ship, really. if it had yeah. to do with, I mean, like, because he, they already established in the last episode, if he stick his hands in, then it's a thing. I, I would have, I mean, and maybe he'll get, maybe he'll 
stick around and be in season three and get a legit beast form or whatever. I doubt like, that. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like I would have, I thought can, he can, was going to, can I, can I explain Ravage to you a bit? Like, in no, not, not until I'm done ranting. I'm almost done. Okay. Cool. okay. <laughs> okay. Like, like when you guys said, Oh, he transforms next episode. I thought he was going to transform <laughs> into like a, into a, whatever that, a Jaguar, Panther. whatever, you or know, Jaguar, whatever that yeah. animal is. And that would have been cool because he looked cool yeah. in robot form and it would have been cool if he was in a animal form and it would have made sense for the context of the series, even if it wouldn't necessarily have made like perfect sense for the overall giant continuity, except for that it would make sense because he's a Predacon and he's not a, like he was specifically remade to be a Predacon. Like, does he, did he look like this in G1? First of all? No. Okay. Um, in G1, no. he was a cat, but he, he was, like he didn't talk or anything like that. He, he was just yeah. He, like he, 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 he turned into a cat. Yeah, yeah. He was he wasn't like a cat man. He was like just a. It was like a panther yeah, robot. Like turned a panther into a or a jaguar. Yeah, <laughs> that's even dumber. Okay, but I'm <laughs> sure in context. You need to remember that well, the yeah. G1 was a show based in the 80s. Soundwave was a, a, a boombox essentially. A um, Walkman like, tape, rec- tape recorder yeah. boombox kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So he. All of like Ravage, Rumble, and all of the other ones that he had inside him that he would release out, they were all cassette tapes. So and, then, and so you would buy this toy that that's like this cool boombox that turns into a robot, and then all the cassettes inside of him turn into other robots. Like it's, it was pretty cool, like the whole yeah the, utility the, thing where he mm-hmm. he was like he had minions and stuff. Like it was cool. Yeah. And I, and Kendall like another thing about. And this is more just with the toy. They were pretty size accurate. The the cassettes mm-hmm. literally fit in the shot in the Soundwave toy. Yeah. So yeah. you could, like for a kid, that meant you could technically uh, act out some of those scenes where, like, when he would call a person and press the button on his chest, and it would open up and shoot the tape out, and it would transform. Uh, like a kid could could uh, act that out like almost exactly because of how the toys yeah. were. And there was even a part where, like, okay, so one of the ones he had was laser beak. I remember this from like the pilot. Laserbeak goes and like watches something, and then comes back to Soundwave and and turns into a tape and goes into Soundwave, and then Laserbeak plays back the conversation you just heard. Oh, I remember like, Laserbeak. Cool. He was from he was from the the Dark of the Moon. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what that Laserbeak was based off of. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so like, yeah. But I definitely agree with you that the tr- the tape transformation is a very not only an overt uh, aside to G one. But one that new fans would not get at all unless they had some understanding of G1. And yeah. I do think that that is kind of a little, you know, bad. I mean, it was cool for me because of, you know, being a fan of G1 and liking Soundwave. But just for like in general, for like new fans, for people just coming to the series or just in general, yeah. it is a kind of a really kind of a weird, bad callback for people. So yeah. it was like more. It's one of those things where it was definitely more for older fans than than newer fans, and that's I mean, kind of a it's bad like, thing is too. Is this plane powered by like a ZX Spectrum or something? And because his plane does it without him, like yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's that's the uh, only that's one of the things that I was I was going to say was like might be headcanning because like 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 we said in the first episode when he put his arms into the uh, ship to turn on the thing, like he he turned invisible first like it it might be just like in my mind it might just be that the ship is very specifically made for him like not only just because of that but he can pilot as a cassette tape like by doing that it does give him some kind of 
different uh, control or or maneuv- maneuverability of the ship. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a stretch. Yeah, that's yeah. Just guessing, I, I mean, but that's, maybe that's what it is. I mean, yeah, that's okay. the that's the implication, but it's ah. Yeah, here's, here's the thing. I agree if you can't tell on like everything, and I also think that it's like. Like as much as I thought it was funny that he turned into Consent as like being a fan of Ravage, I, I agree with you, and I also think it's really lazy in like the design because he doesn't mm. look like he could turn into a cassette. Like he doesn't yeah. look right. Yeah, like, this is a, this is a character that they designed like mainframe design for the show, and not a character that was a toy that mainframe then translated it. So he's like, so they, they just seemed like they just went really lazy with it. Were like, yeah, he looks really cool as a robot, but he doesn't look like he could actually transform into a tape because this isn't a real toy. But like that's kind of lazy. Like I think it would be kind of cooler if he even went into a more like into a jaguar, like he said, which it, it looks like he could become pretty easily. Or yeah. they had designed him to look like he could become a cassette. Even then, it would still have those problems that you mentioned previously. But at least it would be a cool design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. If they, yeah. I mean, if, if he had shown up three forms, maybe like he could do the panther thing, and the cassette tape was another form that he just was able to take to control the ship. Now, mind you, in G1, there was a bit of mass shifting in there, too. Like, any time he came out of Soundwave, he would get a bit bigger. Mass shifting is fine. No, I get it. I get it. So they hadn't – so science hadn't passed the law of conservation of matter in in G1. So it's like – it's sort of a – you know, you can't have ex post facto laws. The the constitution of science – uh, that's that's on the constitu the science bill of rights. Um, so they hadn't passed that law yet. Um, okay. By the way, the sense. science bill of rights is also where the laws of robotics were laid out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, yeah. It ends with like Megatron showing up with Ravage, and that's that's like yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. And they start yeah. shooting, and we get a to be continued. <laughs> the Compstitutional Convention. <laughs> oh my god uh. <laughs> um, anyway so yeah yeah i think we've pretty much given all of our thoughts Opinions, on the episode yeah, yeah. and like uh, i said like i just really like this episode yeah. the the silver bolt and black arachnia quotes are some of the things that i go to a lot of times when i talk to friends about the show <laughs> and I just, I just really like this episode. It was a good yeah. episode. I thought. I'm like, I'm not disputing the stuff that was brought up with it. Oh um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's cer- it's certainly not a perfect episode, but it's good and it's quirky. It, like the good parts that we get, I think, outweigh some of the the bad or questionable stuff that we get in it. So I think overall, in the grand scheme of things, it's a net good episode. So. I, will I know say, it's no low road, but <laughs> I will say I will say um, one thing: the uh, exposition about because this is actually the episode where they reveal that the golden disc is the disc from the Voyager. Yes, yeah, like, that they, is they, not they, something that was known before this. Like that's not something from G one, right? No, right? No. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean the, the, that's that's something. So that is like really important, and that would have been a really big. I mean, that would have been a really big review, re, really big reveal. At, at the time, and if you guys hadn't spoiled that for me, then I yeah. probably I would be gushing about how cool that reveal was. So, um, I mean, that's just so I mean, so for for someone who's new and just first time watching, that might have been like a really cool reveal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it would have it would have forgiven some of the the complaints that I had. So, or, or I mean, okay. and and also also I think 
I actually really didn't like the exposition scenes knowing the reveal, but if I hadn't known the reveal, then I, again, it would have, I, it probably would have really, I would have well, been hanging on every word. Greg and, and Jordan, you just ruined it for Kendall. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Kendall. I, 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 that's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. if it was that important, I would have watched the show before. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I mean, it wasn't like the, the, the Silverbolt, uh, Black Arachnia stuff was, was really, really pretty good. Um, I, I wish that they'd have, uh, spent a little more time if we'd had a couple more episodes where there was just like a subtle, a subtle this or a subtle that. But I think that has more to do with the length of the season and the, and the lack of yeah. filler episodes than, uh, than, than this episode specifically. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the, and then the complaints that I had, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, I felt like I was piling on a little bit this episode, but uh, maybe it's because I watched it too many times and still <laughs> apparently missed like giant portions of plot. So, yeah, there's the episode. Um, we do have some questions, so I suppose we should get to those. Yeah, because yeah. people have been waiting for their answers for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they have. Yes. Um. So we got a Twitter question from Jasmine Marsh at Pied uh, Piedmont. Pidmon, um, and uh, I think I think it's because they haven't had a chance to listen to the episode. But they asked again: "Is uh, is how gay <laughs> is Black Arachnia?" And it's perfectly uh, fine because it's, it's relevant to the episode that she's incredibly hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, mean, to be uh, fair, we don't see her interacting with other girls. But and you know. like like I was mentioning before, like it for for pushing to have Air Razor be female so they could have a more female cast. Uh, mainframe actually kind of dropped the ball because we don't get another female character until Beast Machines, and that's late in that sis- yeah. series. And I don't know if that's just because, like, if you think about the, the, I guess in a way they're just they're just trying to consider them as robots as genderless, and but at the same time, most of the robots are pretty like you know masculine in 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 yeah. kind of attitude and and way they're portrayed. So they're pretty gendered. I don't really. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, the fact the the fact of the matter is, this show was marketed towards boys for the action yeah. figures, and I've been uh, I've been looking at at Power Rangers action figures at the stores a lot, and the girl figures don't sell. I mean, yeah, there's, and I've I've talked with people about this. There's actually I like read a whole an interesting thing about how marketing has kind of really. Oh, like in like the last ten years, have really forced this gender divide because it to them it's a quick and easy way to sell things. Mm. Like they they, have, they enforce this like basically by saying like all this stuff is just for girls and all this stuff is just for boys. Then they can basically uh, be like they won't they can have like certain markets that they know they can manipulate or or advertise mm. to yeah. and know things there. And this is like this this article is like this rant this person was talking about explained why things like tower prep young justice green lantern the animated series were were eventually canceled was not because the uh were doing well or weren't doing well in teen titans even is because they had a lot of female fans Mm -hmm. yeah and (laughs) they were supposed to be boy shows and they Mm -hmm. didn't know how to market Mm it to girl shows without losing the stuff they had for girls losing to the gir- to uh, the girls yeah i mean i yeah. don't i don't th- i that's stupid, interesting but that's interesting that you said it's a problem from the last 10 years i i think I, that I it goes way 
way before that. Well, yeah, I think I think it's it's been in the last time ten years that they that it's been very very specific and they've been pushing it outright. Like that's what they have, mm. like they've been outright saying or doing. Like that's why they're doing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's I just because like I feel like actually in the last in the last five years or so. Uh, well, I mean, I guess that 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 article that you're referring to is from a a couple years ago, I think. Because yeah. that's what people I, always talk. I mean, J- Young Justice got kites a little while back, but uh, yeah. um, um, I, I think in the last few years there has been a push against that in yeah in toy and marketing, I, and I think that's actually really good, and I hope it keeps up. Yeah, I mean, like, I was going to say, like, uh, I think I just recently saw on a Tumblr someone was sharing about it. Uh, yeah. That they were talking about, they were talking about, like, why did Teen Titans get canceled? It was such a good show. And then someone was, like, referencing that and talking about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I just saw that recently. So And the, the uh, one, that, like, it's probably not hard to find on Tumblr if you, if you, like, like, do some search terms for Teen Titan cancellation or anything like that. But one of the things that they point out, which is kind of neat, is that the execs who who say this, like, they're worried that when a show becomes a boy show becomes popular by girls, or like a toy by girls, and it's going to take away from all the girl toys they have, uh, the opposite is not true. Where like, if a boy's like a girl thing, they think that oh great, now we can cross sell it. And, <laughs> oh yeah, it's like and, they point, and they pointed out that yeah. even their sexism is sexist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, but. Uh, I think I think they're we're doing better is the, is the general thing though. Mm. Well, I, mean, I, I hope we just continue to get better. Yes. like yeah, I think it's pretty pretty garbo, but yeah. But like uh, specifically with action figures though, like I I think there I mean, you go when you go when there's a new set of Power Rangers figures, there's five red rangers for every for every one pink ranger. And then yeah. a month later, you go back once they've been picked over, and there's five pink rangers for, and there are no red rangers ever, because um, I collect the red rangers, and there never are there. Uh, so well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mean, know, like I mean, like <laughs> as far as I mean, whether it's I mean, part of that is market, a lot of that is marketing. Yeah. Um, but but if there's if there's a if you have a a product that is if if this is specifically to to target to uh, advertise action figures specifically. Which have which the inertia at least is that more boys like action figures than girls, um, you know, and especially you know at that point when things were I think things were probably even more gendered in the early nineties. Um, yeah, I mean you actually or like had the eighties with like with like yeah, He Man is, is is brought up a lot where like the sorceress toy was never bought it, but also the sorceress was a shitty character. <laughs> um. And I mean, and actually, like, I mean, I remember as a kid wanting the the token female character so that I could have them uh, have, make sexy time with the male characters. Well, um, I mean, for me, I always wanted the full set. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. I didn't want to just. <laughs> that was never going to happen for me. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I eventually got all the Power Rangers. Like, I, I, I said this on Teenage of Attitude, but like, we, we found a Pink Ranger toy um, when, I was a, when I was a little kid. In uh, Walmart, and I, or actually, I was in a different store in like a different city, and like I've never seen a Pink Ranger anywhere. And I was like, "Holy shit, I fucking need this!" And my mom was like, "Oh well, I can't. I'm not gonna get it for you, but maybe, maybe your dad will buy it for you." And I like ran away and <laughs> to find a payphone to call my dad to ask if he would buy it for me. <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble, but yeah, like I, I mean, like I always wanted like, um, 
I, I didn't want just want Aladdin. I wanted Jasmine in there too. Like I wanted the whole set, so I could have the whole yeah. cast and make the stories. You know, like and I it didn't always yeah, happen, but, but just... it happened for a few things. Like um, uh, it happened for like Power Rangers, and then and then again, I would I would use like I would use Jasmine as like Selena Kyle, <laughs> 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 and then we had like an action figure from Batman Returns, be Catwoman, right? So like, I mean, I just I just never I I don't think I got. I mean, I had like when I was really little, I I collected G- I did GI Joes, which there are an infinite number of those, and then uh, Ninja Turtles, which there are only ever four of, but for some reason I had an infinite number of. But other than other <laughs> than those so two properties, like by the time by the time like Power Rangers came out, um, I was still playing with action figures, but I wasn't like my parents weren't buying them for me constantly, so usually I had to choose. Like one good guy and one bad guy from a from a fran- from a given franchise. Oh, you know, fair enough. I mean, that- like, yeah, it's not the it's 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 not the norm to be able to pick everything. And like, and it wasn't a norm even for me. It was like Power Rangers was like the one thing where we got the whole cast, uh-huh. and that was it. You know, and I'd want to get the whole cast of other things, but Aladdin's pretty. I mean, that's only like three characters. Like, yeah, I mean, Genie, I th- Aladdin, and like Jasmine, yeah. and maybe Jafar. But like, yeah, I, I did, you know, if there was a, but I think, I think probably because of, because I had a limited, uh, like after I got the main character that I wanted and a villain, then probably the third choice would be the token female. Um, so, but yeah, it's just like, I mean, it's, it's really, it's really pretty clear when I go to, when I, when that at least the way that stuff sells, you know, and it may be, it may have to do with marketing. Like it is, it is, I can see why it would be a tough sell. To have additional female characters in a, in specifically in a show that is marketing action figures. See, the thing is that Jung Justice had female characters. It was like diverse team and everything, but that's not why women liked it. Like they probably liked the fact that there's women in it, but I think they like. There's a lot of cute boys in that show. Like they, I think they, a lot of it was like shipping like Kid Flash and and Robin together. Yeah. Like that's why they watched the show. Yeah, like, I mean, it wasn't about like the cast. It was about like. They just liked the show because it was a well-written yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, with like yeah. neat characters. I'm not like, disputing the. I'm not disputing the sexism in, in in the cancellation of Young Justice by by any means. I'm just twenty I'm, Titans and, and other things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm speaking specifically about creating creating additional female characters in a franchise that has oh, otherwise okay. in, in specifically it, that is in a car in a. In specifically in a cartoon that is designed to that is design that is the only that has the express purpose of advertising toys, <laughs> advertising action <laughs> but, figures like this specific situation. By the way, I was rethinking uh, what I said about Beast Machines, and I just realized one thing of that's kind of in their favor of why they didn't introduce more female characters was it was kind of based on a f- the the storyline was more of that that they were like the last like the last group of of characters on an empty planet so the fact that there there was very few characters to begin with and when they added a character it was pretty significant so there that kind of did not lend to them being able to add a lot of characters but you know still like i said it's still a very long time before they do well i mean they did what what was your season three right (laughs) but yeah yeah Yeah, uh, and i mean also also they didn't have to fucking kill off air razor I mean, she was like yeah, she was like the last character introduced in in season one, and then yeah. like this, and then like one of the first characters killed off in season two. Like, there's there's no. I mean, the only reason for that is that they wanted to free up space for more for more sh- for more trans metals and and uh, 
and trans users trans and yeah. Resort, yeah. Toys. <laughs> yeah. anyways and they, and they must have a lot of yeah. time on this like question that wasn't actually asked <laughs> See, this is why I wanted to bring it up because I thought it would bring up a good discussion, even if uh, we are. It wasn't a good discussion. It was a great discussion, but we need to move on now. Yes. Okay. Um, Eric, you know, the Moon Rules at at the Moon Rules asked us on Twitter: Is cereal in, inside the Master Studio? Yes. Thank you. Is cereal in milk a soup? No. Oh God! Is this going to turn into the next burger question? Did we already have this question? I think there. I think it, it blew up on uh, on our Slack chat. Like he, yeah. he asked us. He asked us multiple things a while, like a bit ago, and I think because I was asleep. Honestly, I slept most of the day. Uh, but I was asleep when it happened on this. When they started discussing it on the Slack I chat, I feel like, like we had this discussion. I don't think it is and we, because we, 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 we mentioned. Okay, like we mentioned. I, I, where did I have this discussion? Because we mentioned like. If you're I don't putting think I was there for the, the milk on top of the cereal, then it's a mm. sauce. If it was like a bowl of milk, and you're yeah. adding stuff to it. That could maybe be a soup. Okay, yeah, but so just having you're a adding... glass of yeah, but if that's the thing, then having just a, a glass of milk would mean that you're drinking a soup. No, no, that's, no. that's what I'm saying. Though, if, yeah. if you're adding the 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 thing to the dry, if you're adding the wet to the dry, it's not a soup. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean. And, and who, I mean, we had this talk. I mean, and who, so, I don't have it here. <laughs> so, no, so I'm kind of remembering it, but I'm not okay. sure if it was on on ours. Let me let me defer to a higher power, the great Judge John Hodgman. Oh, <laughs> uh, he got this question specifically on uh, on one of his on one of his episodes. That's probably where Eric got it from, or he got it from someplace else in the internet that stole it from Judge John Hodgman. Um, <laughs> and uh, the answer was. That's a stupid question. Why are we even reading it on the podcast? It's not, that's, that's it a, is that's not a valid a debate. It is not a valid debate. It's not like a hot dog is a hot dog a sandwich. That is a valid debate. It, you know, and he came to a, he came to a conclusion on it. Um, what well, was the conclusion on that? By hot the way? dog is not a sandwich because you cannot okay. cut it in half. Okay. Um, you can't. It would never be well, served. A hot dog would never be served cut in half. True. Is that I is what that is. That is that is settled law in Judge John Hodgman's fake internet court, and as we are an internet podcast, I think we should defer to that. But his, but well, basically, I want to ask Judge Hodgman, what about when you serve kids like you can't eat a lot, like half a hot dog? That's that doesn't you can that does happen. No, no, that's okay. not that's not valid. That's not what the point is. You would never you would never present because the point is a san, you, a sandwich. Anything that that he would define as a sandwich could be served cut in half. Yeah, a grilled cheese you would serve yeah. it cut in half. A, a a hoagie you would serve cut in half. Um, you know something that is something that is a sausage, some sort of sausage concoction that's a sandwich. I'm not gonna I'm, I'm half, gonna stop arguing with you in, in like um, in, in like in in to, to, to save time. But I I could argue. With you. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying I, if you wanna if you wanna if you wanna continue the argument, listen to every episode of Judge John Hodgman. <laughs> And you will have you will hear you will hear the you will hear his uh, his ruling. That's it's that's that's not mine to mine to plagiarize. I only or plagiarize on EPB. Or try and find the episode of Digimon Digital Moncast where they first bring this up. But with the the whole hot dog if being you, a sandwich. If, if you could even if you could the, even the idea that you would put so much milk into your cereal bowl that it would be that it would be be the right consistency of objects to milk is disgusting. You put just enough milk on to wet the cereal. That is how that is how you eat cereal. Mm-hmm. You know, it, so so it it is it is obviously not a soup. Not a soup. 
No. Obviously. So what's so that's the answer to that one, Eric. Thank you. <laughs> Next question. So the final question we have is from Ryan Butson, and they say, I must know, how does one play a fragment of a disc? I remember the days of a disc getting barely scratched and it would skip terribly. What yeah. technology is Megatron using? We don't know, buddy. Well, I would Ryan. say to the last to the last part, what technology Megatron are using? Advanced futuristic Cybertron uh, technology. There you go. There you and go. that probably Bullshit is science. why. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, in the episode we we talked about the weirdness of having a fragment being able to do that, and I yeah. think other than the fact that they needed it for a story reason, the, it has they they would have to use some kind of like high technology bullshit yep. that they. That Cybertron has. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense with what with the with what we know of digital recording on on media, like using it like optical media. That what happened in this episode should not have been possible. Like you, you shouldn't have been able to even get <laughs> any. Yeah, it, it it would have been like normally when you. When you write on a disc, it goes from the center outwards. Yeah, for the most part, and it's yeah. sort of in, it sort of records in a it's sort of like a spiral. I'm not sure. Spiral. I think it's sort of like a spiral. Um, and so when it reads it, it reads it very similar to like say a record player or anything else. Hence why the disc actually spins in the drive. Uh, so, with that being said, like if you take a CD and you cut it just in half or not even that if you take a cd and you cut out like an eighth of it and then stick it into a drive you've got essentially what it'd be like if you took a piece of string and you made a spiral out of it or or made it look sort of like a cinnamon cinnamon roll or something like that like you, you spiraled it around from the inside out and then you cut you made a cut in the string like a pizza slice. Yeah, like a pizza slice sort of thing. The the strings are broken apart. Like and so if you're trying to play a CD with a cut in it like that, it's not going to work because there's data missing and it's not going to be able to read it because it's not congruent. It's not consistent. <sighs> yeah, yeah, and um like this is a real thing, right? This golden disc kind of thing. Like it's, it's on the Voyager. Yes. Yeah. Okay, it's supposed so like, to be a re- it's supposed to be a golden record. Cuz if, if if I if it wasn't a real thing, I would like I would hypothesize that the, the it's not really a CD and meant to be or a, or a disc and meant to be played like a record. It's just like it's got it knowledge inscribed on it and it yeah. somehow translates to Cybertronian bullshit. That's what I would say. But it's a real thing, so I don't know. Maybe it's still like Megatron so, somehow inscribed Cybertronian bullshit onto it. But still, it's so. Yeah. He spins pos- it and everything, so I don't know. So yeah. another possible explanation is that he, uh, that Beast Wars Megatron was pulling a fast one on all of us, and he had that that screen, that little clip already played, and he just spun it in there and pretended like he was playing that it. Could be too. Oh, he, he was pre-recorded actually showing that. it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of funny. Like that, that that is one possibility, and yeah. I wouldn't put it past him if he could get like some archival uh, footage of the original Megatron. Okay, yeah. I got the I got an answer. Okay. Yes. So when we see Megatron eye lasering the information onto the disc, he's eye lasering it to the edge of the disc on the side of the disc, so not on the face of the disc. On the uh, canister, a little bit more specific too. 
Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, the, but he's he's it, yeah. It's not yeah. It's not on the face of the disc. So the the data is actually in a different spot on this on this golden thing. Um, mm-hmm. And we only do see a little fraction of it. Maybe there. Maybe he only. It was like a you know he he put the equivalent of like the code of like a flash drive. You know that you know he he eye lasered a really 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 tiny flash drive motherboard or something on the edge of the disc. Um, and so then the data, you know, because it was hyper, you know, hyper compressed in a really, really small nano E thing, uh, you were still able to, when just reading that little portion of it, you know, the file was only was, was corrupted because it was a broke, the disc was broken. Um, but, but it was, it was, you know, still, but there was still that Uh, much of his message on there. I suppose, I suppose it's possible. It is a possible theory. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was a that was a. That I like was, Jordan's that was a theory better. Conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that that um that he he figures that uh, this is the ravage kids today with their cassette tapes. They don't even know what, how records work. <laughs> they don't understand how discs well, work. I mean, in a sense, like uh, your your idea actually is kind of possible as well that. It literally was just getting that one strip of information that was on that fragment at the very edge, and it was just so hyper condensed that 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 it had that much information. The fact that it was just kept spinning was more of just a uh, just something that it does when it plays. You know, like it had that yeah. it just grabbed that one slice of information and it's just made to keep spinning, and so it was playing back that one thing that it got. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it yeah. went through once, and it but it. When just stop, it just keeps spinning out of uh, out of way it was out of mechanism and and habit, and it just plays what what that one clip yeah. of information also, got. Also, I mean, maybe maybe uh, Megatron's player is is able to, is a multi format player, so it's able to read the format of the that of the flash drive that's sitting on the edge of the record, and it's also able to read records. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Can so, we move on? Yes. Sorry. Yes, I'm was, sorry if I'm rushing things, but I can hear my brother fucking playing music in the living room, and I know he's here, and I should be okay. hanging with family. So let's 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 do. Um, All right. So do we, we have any got, more questions, or can we go to Kay's, uh, uh Casey has a uh, has the news post, and there's a couple questions in it that we'll get to as we go through. So, anyways, uh, Casey says, "Hey there, Beast Bums. Glad to see we're back to Beast Wars after an extended." Uh, bonus v- episode vacation from the series, and with good timing considering the hot news I have for y'all this week. Uh, first up is some exciting and relevant Beast Wars news. Takara has put out photo- prototype images and digital renders of the upcoming masterpiece Dinobot, and I shared these images when uh, before we started. They're actually kind of really cool looking. I mean, it's not a yeah. painted version, but it's very a very show accurate of the new Dinobot. Uh, this I'll was try all... and make sure that I get those pictures, or at least the links of that stuff. Uh, I'll get that as a tweet and a uh, as a Facebook post when the episode goes up on Saturday. Okay. Uh, this was all shown at the t- 2017 Tokyo Toy Show. While this is still early stuff and with no color, I'm pretty hype about these images. What are all your thoughts? And like we said, like they look really nice. Yeah, I, I, yeah, like I really them. like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited for that. Although I'm not going to probably ever buy because I have no money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Uh, speaking of Masterpiece, up second this week are some crisp new images of Masterpiece Sunstreaker, and they provide another link for that. And uh, I actually like this too. Like, I really yeah. like some of the pictures they have of, uh, of Sunstreaker from here. I figure since he kind of got snubbed during the movie bonus ep, he deserves a little love here, especially with how uh, posable he is. By the way, the the poses they have of him are really great. Like they have one with him like just looking cocky, cocky yep. with his like arms over like crossed. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I um, love his toy. It looks fucking fabulous. <laughs> my personal favorite uh, image from this bunch is the final one with Chip Chase piling around on Sunstreaker's soldier. Very cute. Yeah. I am a I am O on a relate. On a who's, related who's note, Sunstreaker. Sunstreaker is the yellow Lamborghini of the, those pictures I should I posted okay. in the chat. And he's okay. not. He was in the movie. No, uh, but his brother. There was a sideswipe character in the movie, and that's yep. technically. Oh, his that was the Corvette. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on a related Why note, making a Lamborghini. This Lamborghini before, and Lamborghinis are still cool. <laughs> I guess maybe because it's not Dodge. Maybe. Yeah, I I think we did we we postulated it might have been like uh, a rights issue, like they couldn't get the yeah. The, well, all the all the transformers and, would dodge it, like and I think we did mention in the bonus episode that or GM or G, not dodge. Yeah, they they were chefs. That's uh, it. Except yeah. for Optimus, he was. A I knew they were. Bill. I'm not very good with cars, but they're all the <laughs> same brand. I know that. GMCs. <laughs> On a related note, Sunstreaker's brother, Sideswipe, will be seeing a release of of his Masterpiece toy in a new, more anime-accurate colors, as opposed to his previous release, which featured more real-world paint job. Mm-hmm. And that's the red uh, Lamborghini picture yeah. I showed uh, in our chat. And yeah. it was like, here are some images of the new version of MP12, including some group pics with his bro. Yeah, there's one where they're basically uh, leaning back-to-back with their arms crossed. Yeah, it's real cool. good. Uh, next, we have another got, got dang new movie trailer with some interesting new footage. Uh, personally, I'm starting to get trailer fatigue at this point. Also, There's wasn't been sure. So many. Yes. Also, wasn't sure if they were go- uh, going to use actual swastikas in there, but they did. Yeah. Will they reveal that Bumblebee killed Hitler? What do you think of this trailer? <laughs> I I agree that it's just another trailer of of <laughs> like there, it didn't seem like there was much new shown there it was just kind of like calm gone rain all the stuff that they've been showing yeah it's kind of t- it's trying to tie everything together i feel like yeah except so disjointed before this one's a little bit trying to tie things together i would like but, to see uh, Bumblebee attacking uh hitler's bunker at the at the end of world war ii though that'd be kind of <laughs> that would be pretty cool <laughs> i mean i i gotta say you guys have said that like this looks like it's multiple movies First of all, it's a Michael Bay Transformers movie, so it's going to be 11 hours long. So, I mean, basically, this it's is going a, to be multiple movies. From, from what I recall, this is actually supposed to be shorter than the one that we watched. I think it's I supposed mean, to be closer to two hours rather Kendall, than two you, and a half. I, I get what you're saying, but it's like, that doesn't mean it's good. I, so I, just, bad. I just, I mean, it's probably <laughs> yeah. going to be bad because all the other movies were bad, but like, yeah. I don't feel, I don't feel like the trailers are necessarily bad like i mean it seems like a pretty straightforward premise there's a bunch of crap that happened in the past and then robots are gonna fight in the present like <laughs> that's gonna be the premise of the movie um, i mean i'd like to point out that uh casey actually talks about that that this week's final bit of news isn't really news but i certainly found it interesting according to michael bay this movie is going to be shorter than the last three transformers movies by a lot by Thank a lot goodness by the way. 
Considering some of your opinions on Dark and the Moon, namely that the last part went on too long, this could be a good sign. Even if it isn't a good movie, I'd definitely rather see a two-hour bad movie than a three-hour bad movie. Yeah. And then yeah. I'd wrap things up with two fun and flirty questions. And this is Fuck, Mary Kill, Optimus Primal, Rhinox, oh, Rat Trap, and Fuck, Mary Kill for Megatron, Tarantulas, and Waspinator. Oof. So, hmm. See, my, my problem with the, this question, the Fuck, Mary Kill questions, is that I don't want to kill anybody. That's funny because... That's funny because whenever I play Fuck, Mary Kill, I'm like, I want to kill at least... I gotta kill at least two of these. Um... <laughs> I guess you're a more violent uh, person than I am. Also, I usually, I usually am drunk <laughs> when I play this, so, so, uh, but, okay, so marry Optimus. I need, I need the list again. No, I see, I would marry Rhinox. I think that would yeah, be. Yeah, I think I'd marry Rhinox, too. Can you, can you put the links in, in text? The what? Oh. Yeah, so I, I know exactly what the list is, I should say. Okay, hold on. Yeah, I would marry Optimus, fuck Rhinox, and kill Raptrap. Ooh. I'd marry Rhinox out of that group. Uh, I want to... <laughs> Nope. See, I don't want to kill anybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna kill anybody, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Rhinox and and, and fuck Optimus, I guess. <laughs> and, see, and I think I think Rattrap would be more off for just just a fuck. That's that's the thing. I don't think Optimus. I would, guess. Jordan, I think you and I are pretty much of the same mind. Um, but I don't. I just, I just oh. don't want to fuck Rattrap. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> I mean, I guess the push came to shove. Sure, but. <laughs> Um, and then as far as Megatron, Tarantulas, and Waspinator, um... I would say I would kill Waspinator just because I know he would he could take it. <laughs> See, I was okay, thinking I Tarantulas, because I would marry Waspinator just so he finally had a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'd suppose marry that would Waspinator. mean that I'd have to fuck Megatron. Exactly. I'd, I'd marry Waspinator, I'd happily fuck Megatron, and I'd kill Tarantulas. <laughs> Megatron would be, like, way too clingy, though. So, <laughs> kill Megatron... Fuck Tarantulas and uh, Mary Waspinator. Seems like Tarantulas is like the kind of person that I would have dated like when I was a young adult and we just had some fun and then uh, and then there was a bunch of drama and we never spoke again. Um, but Waspinator's <laughs> real marriage material, I think. But fuck, I mean, kill but kill Megatron. Like he he would just be so clingy. He'd do it. And he'd be like, yeah. See, I <laughs> I, I would always be asking would've... where rubber where the rubber ducky was. <laughs> See, I, I would, I would, I would fuck Megatron because he's, he's like, I wouldn't want to marry him because he's kind of an asshole. But like, he's, he's also, he's also pretty daddy, and I'm down with that. So I'd, I'd be down for a night with Megatron. <laughs> Megatron is pretty daddy. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, you know, he's, he's got that yeah. dom personality. I'd be, I'd be mm-hmm. totally down with that. Yeah, I mean, that's my, I mean, that's my problem is I think he'd be, yeah, he'd be clingy and possessive. Yeah, the morning after. <laughs> be like, oh, let's take over the world together. Yeah. So, does anybody have anything that they would like to come up this week? So, the questions from uh, Kay? Yes, that that was that was all the questions. And cool, cool. Um, yeah, I guess since I'm already talking, I will say that I uh, you can follow you can get my art blog at datachair.tumblr.com, my Twitter at this is emeralds, and my Instagram at this is emerald, and I've also started a YouTube channel. For gaming videos. Yay. So if you like Overwatch and Sonic Adventure, then <laughs> check out my channel. There's gonna be over there's gonna be a lot of Overwatch videos, definitely. And I'm planning on finishing Sonic Adventure two and then um also doing Sonic Three and Knuckles. 
as well as Shining Force Two. Cool. And Knuckles. Yeah, Knuckles is in Shining Force Two as well. Obviously. Oh, oh, so that so you just you had the you do the 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 Sonic and Knuckles cartridge and put the Shining Force Two cartridge in on top of it. I that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> um, I'll just keep plugging like usual the Jesse Cooper's podcast of you know the Curio Cast podcast Emporium, and they see me rolling. Um, I think they had a short episode of They See Me Rolling just recently, but that's because they said the next episode was going to be a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Kendall, how about oh, you? Oh, yeah, I, I do stuff, too. Um, <laughs> I did a ukulele video this week uh, of a Jonathan Colton song uh, that I like, and uh, it's a video, and I haven't done one in a while. Um, so, uh, yeah, so there's that. And I've been uh, occasionally writing – I'm not sure if I'm going to keep doing this or not – writing uh, very short, uninfa- uninformed uh, vintage gaming reviews on my on KendallCast.Ninja. Uh, so if you want to read that, uh, you can read my review of Defenders of Oasis, a Japanese RPG for Game Gear. And uh, also there should be a new episode of the Katarn Collection up by the time this episode posts uh, where we review – uh, Rogue Squadron and uh, Episode One Racer, and I have a feeling we are not going to rate either of these games very highly. <laughs> oh, interesting. Ooh. I was thinking of because uh, I have the humble bundle with a bunch of Star Wars. I was thinking of trying Force Unleashed uh, over the weekend. Maybe. That's a that seems I to be I've a very that bundle as well. That yeah. seems that seems to be a very like divide, divisive game. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I have a feeling. I, I have a feeling when we when we review it, it's either that, that or dig out my uh, PS2 and play uh, Persona Four. <laughs> I have a feeling. I'm going to predict this, and it'll be like Johnny Carson. Like you get the prediction after you listen to the episode. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling that that Nick is going to rate Rogue Squadron relatively high, although not as highly as other as as like good Star Wars games, and I'm going to rate it really low. Um, and then, uh, he's going to rate, uh, episode one racer really low and I'm going to rate it like kind of moderate mediocre. Cause when we were playing it the other day, uh, he was, he was very not into it and I've, I've kind of come around on it a little bit. Although I don't know. I also, um, want to rate the N64 controller as bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 I used to, I used to like it until I started using it. Like it was that hipster, like oh yeah, that was the coolest. Uh, that was the coolest uh, controller. <laughs> it's like no, the Xbox 360 controller is just better. The GameCube controller has all the same buttons, and it's just better. And yeah. that just like why do you, you you hold it in the middle and you never push the buttons on the side, and it's dumb. Uh, and it hurts your hand. Yep, it really does. <laughs> um. For this week, obviously, AudioEntropy.com, uh, we've made some updates, or rather Joel has, from Teenagers with Attitude. Uh, we've got a link now along the top for Video Entropy. If you click on that, it will actually take you to a page where it's got a direct link to our Twitch stream. And on the Twitch stream, you can see stuff like, Julie makes the grade, let me tell you about Metal Gear, and then also Pizza Party, the... Um, uh, the RP that's been going on uh, that Luke has been uh, GMing with uh, various audio entropy folks. Uh, we've also, I do know that there's a, some others. I know there's at least one more podcast that is coming 
that I don't think I can announce yet. So I'll just sort of hint that there's something coming. Um, okay. And it is it is sort of a gameish related, uh, but I, I can't divulge exactly what it oh, is yet. Um, did I tell people uh, to find all my stuff at KendallCast.ninja? I think I said all I what the stuff was, yeah. but I forgot to say KendallCast.ninja, KendallCast.ninja, <laughs> KendallCast.ninja. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, D Comedy uh, has joined Audio Entropy, and the link is up on the website now. We also have um, BakaCast. Uh, which, uh, for anybody who's not aware, uh, Dustin, who has guested multiple times on Teenagers with Attitude, uh, he has a, uh, a podcast, uh, an anime podcast, uh, that reviews very, a lot of different series. Uh, I think they're into like episode 326 now. Yeah, to my understanding, he reviews like every week's anime output. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot. Um, that's up on there now. Um, finally, if any, if, if you like what you hear with us or with Teenage with Attitude or any of the podcasts that we've got on or any of the Twitch streams or what have you, um, I, I invite you to, if, if you're looking to, to try and help out the cause in any way, uh, we do have a donate link up at the top. Uh, it's anything helps. Uh, what it is is Joel, uh, out of the goodness of his heart has, has paid for the hosting of the site and does all of, like the tech side of it. So if anybody's able to, to you know, throw anything uh, his way to, to help with the cost of, of keeping the site up and letting us be able to, to post these episodes online, it, it's greatly appreciated. Um, so yeah, there you go. It, it's been another week. We, we finally got part two in uh, next week is going to be the season two finale uh, of the agenda three. Unless a hundred things get in the way again. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. Next uh, week we'll have our special bonus episode of the pilot of Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> no, we will get part three in. Uh, God, if I lose my voice, I will like participate via texting or typing in Skype while you people are talking or something. She got like one of the like a like a Stephen Hawking like. Uh... Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> could do something like that too. Welcome to War and Beast. <laughs> God, but yeah, there you go. Been another week. So for War and Beast, I have been Greg. I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. To everyone in Central Ohio, Happy IKEA Day. I have been Kendall. Let's roll. <laughs> Ikea? Yep. The uh, the Swiss ambassador I came to Columbus. I never even met her. <laughs> I thought you were going to do a Jonathan Coltrane song. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, um, Billy, Billy the Shelf says hello or whatever. <laughs> <laughs>